Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American podcast. Launched in the year 2012, Paranoid American has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of MK Ultra mind control to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies. From the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture. They have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded. Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast. Where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth. We got a star-studded cast tonight. We got Andreas. We got Heidi. We also got Jacob, but Jacob uh, fell off like 10 seconds before we started. I'm sure he'll jump back in. We are that. going, not <laughs> not tonight, but we're going to fix Mormonism between the three or four of us at some point, <laughs> I think is happening. And I know Heidi's laughing, haha, but it's not a joke because I think what we can do is if we can like sort out and sift and I don't know, like sep- separate the wheat from the shaft in, in some many ways, right? <laughs> we can make a better Mormonism without, maybe without talking to angels. I don't know. We'll pick. You got to talk to angels. Well, that's tonight. like part of the fun part, or at least be the time travel. Yeah. Your grandkids in the future will be the time traveling angels, AI angels that come back and see chat GPT for the missing 116 pages. That's the solution, right? Oh, you know. So if, if we had to take a vote right now, zero to ten, on how likely you are to just join Mormonism all in right now, like where where's everybody at? I'll start with Heidi. Where where are you at? I'm at a negative five thousand. That's not fair. <laughs> not. That's not well, fair. But let her, let her explain. I've already also. been. Yeah, yeah, I've already been. So like for me, I wouldn't join something that I don't agree with, but I also don't. Um, disagree with anybody else wanting to do it so i think as long as you know then that's fine if you have the knowledge then you choose choose your path 
And then where where are you at, Andreas? Man, I mean, if they would just like recognize me as the next prophet, I think that it would be easy. I mean, that would be a hundred percent. I'm in choice. If they asked me to like lead the church, then I couldn't say no, right? So, how's it going? Jacob's here. How you doing? Oh, it's good to be here. Some technical <laughs> demons of the internet tried to shut me out, but I shot them in the face. Oh, that's cool. Like a Nikon or Canon? Like what kind of? What kind of do you use? Like what kind of camera do you use? Is it one of those eyesights? Probably. It's one of those. Um, it's a rapid vaccine distribution mechanism available. (laughs) Nine millimeter. Ah, from the vacuums, which means cattle. Yes. Well, we just started with like how likely was Heidi to go from Exmo to uh some sort of, I guess I'm going to call it Neomo because Progmo is a whole other thing. But the idea of like, could you be Mormon again, or could you like, what do you, what do you, you know, on a scale of what was it, one to ten? Is that what you said? Yeah, one, one to ten. How how Mormon did you see yourself getting? Yeah. Where where were you at? I already. If I was prophet, ten. Right, but you're not. But you're not a prophet now. I want to. I want to know now so that we can ask this again when you do become prophet and compare it. Yeah, no, I feel like X Church is going to integrate, so it's all going to be great. Like one way or another, it's all. And a big thing is the Exmos or the atheists or the uh, you know all these different groups of people that have perspectives that need to be integrated into the perspective. I like. um, I like how the terminology of Mormonism exists i like what it means but there's like a bunch of different versions of that we've talked we're gonna have to talk about all all of that i think for me though i wouldn't i mean like kind of similar to heidi i don't join organizations that would accept me for a member you know i'd rather i'd rather uh (laughs) we're against the grain i don't know i i think i get i get why it existed um and what it's for but like i'd much rather build um something even bigger but i think that I'd like to hear it out as well more. I don't know. I still I say I say again ten because all it would take is for them oh, to make me their profit. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so so Heidi, Heidi went from ten to negative five thousand. Andreas. Oh wait, wait I have. I, if I was profit, Heidi, would you reconsider your number? You don't have to tell me what it would be. I mean, but would you reconsider it? Would you change your number? We're still to a Braxis, right? Are we still? Praying if you to want, you're, you'd be like, integrated. We're to keep you'd the cool be, parts. You you'd can't be throw Braxis part out. of that party. <laughs> Deciding what it is. Okay. All right. But Jacob, what would you do? What would you do? Well, now, I hear, now I hear about the praying to Abraxas. There is a pickup from bare knuckle guitar pickups that I want now because it is named Abraxas. I didn't realize that it was a deity that could be prayed to. But if somebody's wondering what they should send me for my birthday or just because it's an Abraxas guitar pickup from bare knuckle pickups. I am Lifelong Latter-day Saint myself, I had my come-to-Jesus moment at 15 years old. I've been an abnormally enthusiastic and prepared missionary from my youth on up with the full-blown conviction that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints equals sign the kingdom of God, just like it's written in the introduction. I was the elders quorum president of my congregation in North Ogden. When I had a full-blown religious experience, I didn't know what a baptism of fire was. It changed my life. It endured for four days in a row. And it was directly connected with learning of the secret combinations who killed Joseph Smith, who was never a polygamist, but active in exposing polygamy. Are you, you wearing want, underpants right now? Magic underpants. He's at a 10. 
He's at a 10 out of 10. I got excommunicated October of 2020. <laughs> it was a full-blown mass cult there. Like literally, it was the it was the entire high council and stake presidency gathered in a perfect six, six, six foot circle across from one another. As they as they say, unless you believe President Nelson is the one and only way to exaltation, you're not allowed to be a member anymore. It's just like, sorry, I'm a Jesus dude. Yeah. So it seems to me that you're not saying it was that you're saying that they where you're like Mr. Garrison in South Park. Where has my country gone? I, you know? I still go to that <laughs> congregation and I'm front row Joe and they don't know how to talk to me or in some cases make eye contact with me. See, I like guys they, like you. They I can't mean, all these make people. eye contact. They're looking at their pointy shoes. <laughs> See, but, okay. White and delightsome and they're polishing their shoes. I love I just want to stand up for Quakey right here because he's delightsome and he's, you know, he's better black for it. But yeah. most most of the, the Mormons I've talked to, the thing that scares me is the the regression from the Abraxas and Supernatural and like guys like this that are talking to angels or God. I think, you know, Seth is another great example. Seth Garrett, who he's become an atheist because he can't even handle the fact that he's getting visions and voices from God. Right. He's like, this is too much because Mormonism doesn't really encourage uh, that and I think that maybe we need something that'll like encourages people to uh, speak to and in, get involved with the supernatural to live a clean life to try to make the world a better place to dent the universe that way. Yeah, Heidi and I live in close enough proximity. Maybe you can take me yeah. to church with you, Heidi. <laughs> I don't go to church. <laughs> well, we'll figure that one but, out. <laughs> I, I'm just a Bible. I'm just a Bible girl. You can, just, you can be you can be Samuel the Lamanite for one Sunday, and I will be a Benedict. <laughs> We're gonna switch it up. <laughs> well, maybe we should like elaborate a bit on the Freemasonry or the Abraxas thing, or what is it exactly that, like Heidi? You're like, okay, this is where I was like, I got to get out of this, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, because. Um, it, it has a lot of occult roots, right? I mean, if you go to, you could go to a hundred different theories and different ways to pull this out. It, you can even do the Adam God theory. Okay. Um, well, the Adam God theory is what we will all be gods. Well, who else said that? How about Crowley? How about D? How about, you know, it's just, it all goes back to really occult. Um, and I'm not, you know what, if people want to be occultists, that's totally fine with me too. I just don't want to be. And I don't want it to have a slap of a Bible on the cover and say, this is how you get to heaven. I think Mormons should just be honest about it. And like, if they want to do certain things, then just say, yeah, we're occultist Freemasons and we like what we do. So we have the real knowledge. Do you not <laughs> like want to be said a God, before, Do you not want to be a I, God? Is it just because you're lazy yeah. and you don't want to do the things that God Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, it, it, it's, no. For me, the amount of secrecy in getting people to go along with it is what I find particularly distasteful. Now, in 1991, they switched away from these ordinances in the temple, but my parents, as well as all of the current members of the Quorum of the Twelve and First Presidency, when they would swear certain oaths of allegiance, it would be by pantomiming their own execution the uh, across the throat, spill, uh, cutting out their heart and spilling of their bowels. And that's among the things that the way that they avoid talking about it is by saying it's sacred. So we don't do yeah. it. What 18 year old, cause I was 18 when I went through for the first mm -hmm. time, what 18 year old would go through it unless it took very careful preparation and grooming to where you've now slit your own throat symbolically cut out your own heart and spilled your own bowels rather than disclose what you just participated in. 
Yeah, that's right, it's, it's a lot. There's a stepped veil, but I just want to also say this idea of becoming a god. While it's not, I mean, that's kind of I, I think a Brighamism. You know, there's still it's an interesting. It's in Romans that you're co-heirs with Christ, and it is important. It's a major reason that detracts me from being a part of some Pauline church or Lutheran church because they latch onto this like servitude, um, celestial serfdom idea that you're going to constantly be. Uh, servants and servants forever to lords who are lords forever, which is really um, it's it's antithetical to what it sounds like Christ's mission was, which was a jubilee, a debt jubilee, and maybe even some sort of a karmic jubilee. So part of that should sound like we should be stepping away from Sadducees that are telling us what to do. I think that's like maybe a thing that scares me about an organization that says you have to do what this old person says, I think the way that um, you, the only, the only way to be a prophet besides me being recognized for how awesome I am would be to be like 112 (laughs) years old. Right. So that's on one hand, interesting because it means transhumanism and modern medicine are going to be the like way that you become a prophet. So if you're able to live longer than a century, you're all of a sudden in this special club. But on the other hand, yeah, you've got a lot of like kind of, Joe Bidenisms and senility, and this is not good for no, any organization at all, right? You know, but it just always seems to go that way. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, they gotta have long gray beards, not brown. And right, so get some <laughs> yes. of that circle gray instead of there. <laughs> well, let me throw this: uh, Heidi was nice enough to send me an introductory discussion regarding John D. I didn't, I didn't know who John D. was. Some of the points that really stood out in that discussion that you sent to me, Heidi, is uh, John D. had the revelation to where it's like, hey, throughout all human history and all cultures, people have the ability to make contact with entities from beyond who know far more, and. And that was part of the catalyst for him recognizing the stranglehold of the organizational Catholic Church is a is a a force for evil, and it had a lot of influence. For me, like I, I've still been able to to hold on to it and even gain gain all new greater appreciation and testimony that the Book of Mormon is scripture, the scripture that it purports to be, like the Bible, while while completely recognizing. The institution is every bit as corrupt as the institution in the days of Christ who were trying to kill the Messiah. Yeah, it's kind of like the Dan Vogel is like not a Mormon anymore. And he writes about how there's Freemasonry and stuff. But if you look through even his work about the Book of Mormon, it looks like a uh, and they called it at the time, like the anti-Mormon Bible. It was like a Bible. It's also about secret secret combination groups that are Freemasons, right? Like this kind of if if you go on just what the book says, it's like looking at the Soviet Constitution. It's not in practice, but the the Book of Mormon seems pretty anti-Masonic. Very much so. But, and not only the Book of Mormon, but inside the Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Moses, Chapter 5 especially, gets into secret combinations. So scriptures that are attributed to, to Joseph Smith are very specific in calling out, hey, Cain who slew his brother, brother Abel, you only get a few verses of explanation in the Book of Genesis. But in the Book of Moses, it's gather your kindred together. Have them swear by the throats. You swear by your head. If anybody reveals this, they're going to get killed, even into the specific satanic oaths that they entered into. And when Lamech, Lamech only has like two verses in Genesis even mentioned. Moses chapter five gives a lot more insight where Lamech, the first known polygamist in the scriptures, says to his two wives, Ada and Zillah, hey, 
I have to let you in on something. I just killed a young man who was about to expose our secret order. I didn't kill him to try to get rich like like Cain did. I killed him because of the oath that I took that anybody who would expose us gets whacked. And, and so those are that that is a reoccurring theme of scriptures that came through Joseph Smith. One other quick anecdote. The book of Abraham starts off by saying Abraham was born into an apostate imposter religion practicing human sacrifice. And then you start to ask, OK, should Latter-day Saints liken any of these scriptures under their current situation today? Oh, it's heavy. <laughs> I feel right? like That's how you I have felt. to go back to the basis of, for me, just only for me, that I believe this is a channeled book. I believe these were fallen angels, much like John D. I don't believe this was the word of God. I believe this was the word of you know, fallen angels and fallen angel magic. And so for me, that's why I'm not anti-Mormon, but I just don't want to be a part. You know, like I think it's fine for people to be a part. And so anti-Mormon is like, let's burn the house down and not have it at all. But like, even if I go back to where Jacob is, he's like, Joseph Smith was the true word, but it died with him basically. I mean, cause, and it got construed wrong and Brigham messed a whole lot up, but, but in general, you still believe in the principle and the word, whereas I'm out, you know? Yep. And so that's my difference and why I say, you know, none of these principles really apply to me. And also the whole scriptures in Deuteronomy where it talks about, you know, if a prophet was wrong once, you know, you should throw everything out and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I just don't feel like there was enough there to show that it was, um, I think it was true, but I think it was fallen. Um, but Quaker I'm moon very, people. Yeah. come on. You believe in Quaker moon people. At least. I know. Yeah, I know. I And it, I'll, I'll never stop talking about it. It was a critical part of my growing up. It was a critical part of my life. It, But like how beneficial it was. Oh, I don't know about that. You know, so. But for some people, it is. I will tell you, I have a cousin that struggles a lot with addiction problems and it keeps him on like a good road and i'm not saying so you know sometimes that's it's helpful what if so that's why wrong, i don't condemn Heidi? it what if you're wrong and they were angels what's the well, worst seriously well, what's the worst we, case scenario the worst case scenario be is wrong. being pulled apart into being nothingness and like it's called the being the sons of perdition they don't even have yeah. daughters of perdition because girls are supposed to know better i guess i don't know yeah but but with 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 this though i see a huge agreement. There's, a, there's, yeah. a, there's a a huge agreement actually not disagreement you guys are both like aware, they're both aware of uh, the secret combinations that are within an apostasy. You both understand those terms. Luckily, you're blessed to understand what apostasy is. Most people don't even know what that is. And you're looking <laughs> to try to find what the truth is. Uh, what do you think? G you like Jesus? You like the Bible, you say, still? Is that like something you're into still? Yeah. Yep. So what is it about 100%. Jesus? What about Jesus you like, right? What does Jesus I mean, do? Yeah. It's the hair. And I, I already know it's also, the hair. <laughs> it is the not, hair. Well, Mormon Jesus is why and delights him. He has the nice beach hair. So it depends on which one we pick, right? Well, <laughs> your Jesus. No, Dreadlock, Dreadlock I, no, Yeshua. Just Jesus. You know, yeah, just Jesus. Uh, I can say this. And like, no matter how many things we learn, no matter like I could pull apart the book he believes in, you can pull apart like the Kabbalah, you could pull apart the Bible. But with that comes one thing and it's discernment. And for me, I've, I've had multiple like things happened to me in my life. I've almost died a few times. It really critically changed who I was. And the Bible was like the only truth that I could see. But I also believe in the Apocrypha, which is kind of a lot of Christians don't. So 
Um, and I do take you. You're allowed. Yep. Uh, yeah, I feel like you're only a few steps away from worshiping Abraxas if you're open to the <laughs> apocrypha. Yeah. See this. So the root of the word Catholic, Catholic just means in Greek Catholicos. It means universal. And so I think if you're trying to find a universal message, this idea like Jacob's talking about about Abraham living in um, a religion that's in apostasy, we see it over and over again. Jesus is also saying he's living, Yeshua's living in a, a period of apostasy. And it's immediately followed by a group around Jesus who were murdered. And the dude who is murdered, uh, who's in charge, like the person who murders the most people ends up in charge of the church, right? This is Peter in charge of the Catholic church, right? So mm-hmm. as we're, lo- I mean, uh, allegedly. So as we're looking at it, they're then saying Jesus is this, Jesus is that. You have to believe in the Trinity. Uh, do you believe in the Trinity? Like, do you follow mm-hmm. the Nicene yeah. Creed? Okay. Yeah, I believe so I, in the Trinity. Yep. So, I, I mean, Jesus said some things, though, right, that were like, kind of antithetical to the Trinity saying like, uh, the father is greater than me. He talked to his father in the garden. He has some experiences that are restrained in flesh. Do you feel like there's just a lot of things happening after Jesus that we're supplanting on Jesus also, at least like how much of this is just what we supplant onto him 200, 400 years later. I feel like the whole thing is dependent on how you look at it. Like, I think you go back to the, the egg, like when you talk about Jesus, there's the yolk, the shell, the white, it can come together. Like he could talk to the father and spirit, which could be a split of himself and still be that person. I talk to myself all day long. (laughs) And if you're, if you're everywhere and you're everything, then that would be way different. That would be on a whole nother level. And I, I do believe Jesus was on a whole nother level. I just think there's too many coincidences in the world that you can go somewhere else. And maybe it's not exactly the same story, but it's pretty darn close to the Bible. And, you know, you go back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, you go back to all these things, like that's really solid for me, but also my testimony too, which is why Jacob stays in for his testimony, like, which I never take away from people. And I always say like, for especially for my podcast, if they ask what, what podcast living in Utah, I'm like, ooh, if you're Mormon, like you might want a warning, you know, because I'm not trying to hurt anybody and I'm not trying to take people away from what they believe, but I know what I believe. Like I'm all in just biblical only. I'm biblical flat earth. I'm biblical every, like all of that. Like how, how close can we get you to becoming Roman Catholic? (laughs) No, no, no Roman Catholic. There's Santeria Santeria all day long. As soon as you got they the Pope standing with yeah. Nelson, then you can see no that. No way. Yeah. I know, but I, I'm, I'm thinking you're like, you're all together. White, when you talk about Mormonism, it's like a different Mormonism than I'm seeing because I'm not from Utah, you know? And right. when they right. sell it to, they're, when they're on the street next to the Scientologists and the Hare Krishnas, they're selling it a different way, let me tell you, in California. Well, like, we're more open to the people. <laughs> yeah, it's not the people. Like, we, I would never dare to blame like the normal people that are Mormons because. They're at a different level. Like anything, absolute power corrupts absolutely. When you get to the top of the Catholic Church, it's corrupt. When you get to the top of the Mormon Church, it's corrupt. When you get to any religion, which is why I don't go to church, it's probably corrupt. So I just don't buy anything from anybody. Like whatever they're selling, whichever person that is, I'm 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 not out to purchase. Like except for church act. Yeah. Let's be clear. Except for church act. <laughs> Well, I do sense. love Zertus. So <laughs> he's like, yes, well, I know. Well, let me ask this question. In other words, uh, somebody could try to, well, let me say this in the introductory pages of the, the copies of the book of Mormon provided by the church of Jesus Christ of mm-hmm. Latter-day Saints, they make the, uh, 
the illogical conclusion that if you gain a testimony that the Book of Mormon is true by the power of the Holy Ghost, then you can know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the one and only true church on the earth. And and you realize, okay, well, what if a Roman Catholic were to say, because you now know that the New Testament is true, that the Bible is true, and that the New Testament is a true account in scriptures, then you know that the Catholic Church is the one and only true church and the and the Holy Roman Emperor. And you realize that's not how this works. I recognize that the that the Book of Mormon can be a true account of prophets who had interactions with God and a true testimony of Jesus Christ, like those of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And it does not necessarily vindicate the institution which claims to be the arbiter of the Book of Mormon. Right. And this is the thing, the Brighamisms, because when I'm looking at it as a Californian, I can't help but think, and then everybody on the internet. Brigham's a disaster. Well, they're fighting, they're not, people aren't fighting Mormonism, they're fighting Brighamisms. They're like Mm -hmm. the Adam God theory, which is not really Joseph Smith's most articulated thing. He had some thoughts about Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Joseph brought it up, but it was 15% of Brigham Young's um, talks and content of whatever he wrote. Like I kind of delved into it. I would be like 80. I feel like I think Joseph Smith gets a rep for a lot because Brigham's writing stuff saying, oh, and and you know what else he said? He said, I have a really like big house. That's what I need to have. And like 17 more wives. Joseph said so. But I feel I feel like Brigham was more corrupt on a certain level because I feel like Joseph was led astray searching for knowledge, just like John D. But I don't think he was searching for it maliciously, whereas. I think Brigham knew the truth. I think Brigham used the truth. And I think Brigham exploited a lot of things. Like I, he, he failed on that and he failed on a lot of things. Was he a magnificent guy? Okay. Maybe. Was he also a bloody Brigham? Brigham? Yeah. You know, like he was awful too, but that's what he's good in a way. He's good. He's a a magnificent guy. Like Dane DeVito's great on, you know, TV. It's not that kind of magnificent you're looking for, but no Brigham Young also lied about a lot of things. And we acknowledge this now. Like earlier time about white and delisome. I can't help, but let's just frame Joseph Smith again. Here's a kid you're saying might not have had the worst altruistic ideas. He had black priests. He had Walker Lewis, right? He had all sorts of uh, characters that were, uh, you know, women that were essentially, they had essentially a priesthood, which is why I think they still let women do the blessings at all, because Joseph presumed that there was sort of a Magdalenian priesthood. I think it was because we're naked. I think it's more naked when it happens and they don't want any heat. They're like, oh, we better not do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. so if you guys came out of California in the 70s, it would have been different. That's kind of how it feels about a lot of the thing. People are kind of you have this puritanical anti-sex America <laughs> that's confused about this. If you went to India at the same time, you had Jane, Jane Monk's keep naked the most conservative modest thing is to not wear clothing because clothing is material right so i don't know this this idea that it doesn't yeah it doesn't bother me just they're trying to avoid a lawsuit because they yeah, change so much the point yeah. is you have joseph smith writing abolitionist papers having black priests having women in power uh it's it looks pretty good i'm just saying it looks it looks pretty good for joseph before brigham young and the and then there's a, except Except those, you know, worshiping a brack and slicing black sheep. Okay, so why is everything the, in the middle is, of the night? Why is the male <laughs> chicken equivalent to Starbucks so bad? Explain oh, I, I want to hear that story that Heidi's telling. I haven't heard that one, but oh, you haven't heard this? Oh, this is the okay. So this is the actual account of William um, 
Stafford, who testified and had his affidavit displayed for um, the court case against Joseph. And he stated that he had hired him once to go treasure digging and they had to go out in the middle of the night and they had to sacrifice a big flat, like biggest, fattest black sheep with the Mars dagger that he has with his Jupiter talisman on with, you know, all this occultic stuff. And then he was talking also about when he got the plates and he had to borrow a black horse and he got him on the fall equinox in the middle of the night and dressed all in black. And it's way different from the story we get. Like, and then you get these parchments. I don't know if you've seen the holiness to the Lord parchments or the Jehovah Jehovah parchments or any of those seeing stone stuff that goes right along with John D. And it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's all real. And these are affidavits instead of just like hearsay. So it, it's definitely a cult. I mean, in nature, which is fine. Um, they're Scottish. Lucy Mac Smith's father was actually um, Scottish and she was a first generation here. So it is what it is. But I don't think that they were ignorant like like they say they were. So H.D. Yeah. Howe said Hurdlebert's partner was an unreliable mm-hmm. fellow, according to Fair. Just kidding. Just kidding. True. But then again, <laughs> then again, they're going to have to make anybody look bad. Like same with, yeah. you know, Brigham. So but again, so of- I have no problem with people worshiping Vishnu or Braxis or even like I, I have a harder time with girls buying the, again, the Starbucks than I do with people. Yeah. worshiping. Well, Braxis. yeah, that's also but, a siren for sure. But what is the problem? Let's be real. What is the, is there, cause there could be malicious consequences. Necromancy. Yeah. The necromancy, that goes back to the baptisms for the dead and the work that we do in the temple if it is under this fallen angel knowledge could possibly be underneath a guise for necromancy and I don't think any of these people except the upper echelon know anything about this then my in-laws are Mormon and let me tell you they definitely don't know this they definitely would not participate in anything nefarious like that they're very nice people when I went through it was nothing. I never learned any of this until I got. Yeah, but out. what do you mean by necromancy? You know, are we talking about skull and bones, and they're doing Shakespeare with the skull? Uh, talk? The baptisms. About? It's more about the baptisms for the dead, and then the occult magic with the infinity mirrors, like the stuff we talked about last time, and all the works for the dead. More the works for the dead. We're not talking about yeah. humping dead people. I promise, like nothing like that. I try to be very clear because yeah. people will take this to a weird level, and Mormonism has enough to talk about without being weird like don't make well, it weird Just yeah, the yeah, truth, yeah, you know yeah. the idea of using uh the dead body parts for occult magic uh, is forbidden in parts of the old testament right like you're not supposed to um try to channel spirits with a skull right 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 uh, or just channeling like, in general. Using it. i don't yeah. i never got that part I think it's just kind of like the no eating shellfish in the desert. It's like a hygiene thing. Maybe you don't keep skulls around, but possibly for like disease. Yeah. But I I mean, that's not, again, it's not what they're doing. It's one of the reasons I find Mormonism interesting when you look at it from like an African perspective, you know, Africans love Mormonism a lot of the time because Mm -hmm. they come and they explain. So what we do is we baptize (laughs) the spirits of our ancestors. They're like, Oh, you get me, you know, that's immediately. So I I feel like that's the thing where, uh, again, we have this kind of Eurocentric um, idea 
from witch burning that's been maybe a genetic disposition to witch burners that are just like really afraid of that. But I don't see, I don't have the immediate aversion to baptizing in the name of the dead. If someone wants, it almost seems kind of cool because you're talking about helping someone else's spiritual path and Geist. Uh, I don't, I don't see that. But as it's the against the Bible because Jesus. If you're holding said, a like, skull, yeah. yeah. If I was like holding well, a dead person's body underwater and lifting it up, I feel like I'd agree with you. Yes. But also, he says, "What? Let the bed, the dead, bury the dead. Come with me. Follow me. Leave them behind. They're gone now. Like it basically, we're not supposed to commune with anything that's dead and gone, and we wait. So all the time, I wonder this: Are we channeling familiar spirits when we do this stuff? And it's not even dead people. It's it's realms. We're talking about opening portals with mirrors and the things that they yeah. do in the scrying. That's what I'm worried about. Not about my dead ancestors. Like if I knew for certain it was my dead ancestors, it wouldn't scare me near as bad as I might be channeling things from another place, you know, that are wandering the desert and have no place to go. I just want to say we're at a little bit of an impasse here, Heidi, because if you take away the scrying mirrors, like I'm out now. (laughs) (laughs) Is there there truly no Mormonism that, that the two of us can like coexist in happily? I know. And then they quit with the cola in the 1960s and you wanted your planet and i'm i know I you were gonna like, make a thing for that someone was like asking in the comments can we just solve the joseph uh, smith thing now like was joseph smith a polygamist or wait, not? we wish we could well let me hit a little bit of that because like i totally understand there's there's enough evidence on this side and on that side that people that I respect have come to very different logical conclusions. For me, it was, it was a spiritual path. And and I shared with you just the brief introduction of it. When we talked on the phone earlier today, Heidi, I I was the elders quorum president, 2019, a buddy of mine, 10 years older than me says, why do you think Joseph Smith was a polygamist? Like, dude, it's a done deal. Like I felt so solid that I know my church history beyond just the correlated materials. Like, and, and plus, I had already gone through the darkness of the accusations of Joseph Smith and teenage girls and married women. That time, so as I were to back up about 2015 and 2016, learning the uncomfortable history of Joseph Smith that is, <laughs> that is attributed to him, it was dark. It, was gross. it got darker and it got grosser. And I and. It was very specifically, I'm still prayerful because I, I got a connection with my maker. That, Definitely. That is, I am is prayerful. A, so it's, prayerful. It's, it's a guiding force in my life. And yes. certain, certain times when I would listen to LDS apologists pretty much confirm everything awful that was said about Joseph Smith. I remember like pulling over my car and crying out loud to God. I just want to know the truth. I don't care if it turns my life upside down. I just want to know the truth. It never turned into like I was ready to leave the church. It never. See, and I wasn't that. I know this is going to sound horrible, especially from a woman, and people are going to crucify me about this. But I seriously don't care if he was a polygamist. Like, if he was, like, that's fine. But he was actually more into polyandry, if anything. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I got married at 17 to a 25 year old man. So, like, if anybody's going to understand it, that would be me. Um. And so, I just feel like they made a mountain out of a molehill on that. Whatever he chose to do or didn't do, like, that's on him as far as that. But I do find it interesting that once again we get back to 
there's always a sexual exchange when these people channel angels with John yeah. D. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. his wife swapping with Crowley. It was everyone. Um, he was having sex with anything. And, you know, bestiality can come into play. Also, Muhammad, again, with the polygamy, yeah. with Joseph Certain Smith, again, with the polygamy, Jack Carson. So. Yeah. Let, let me hit yeah. just a little bit what I learned regarding Joseph but Smith. But I'm not upset about it. Yeah, I think it's fine if he was. <laughs> when I took on the question of whether he was a polygamist, it was definitely a spiritual journey. And I, like I went, I didn't realize anybody was even questioning that. I thought it was just like, boom, established history. When I went exclusively to the three different official church essays on the subject, they've got about 80 plus different citations claiming that he was a polygamist. And I saw a very clear pattern that 90% of these sources or more were all from 30 years after Joseph Smith's death. The one and even the problem. scrape, even the scrape. I thought that happened during. Well, see, is scrape the, the accusation of a scrape. <laughs> The accusation of a scrape with <laughs> Oliver Cowdery uh, was yes. 30 plus years after his death. Th- that's when really now, that that's when this is now coming up. And um, even then, what if he just had, I mean, like, what if it wasn't total adultery and he just was like kind of too friendly if you get my drift and yep. like, I don't care. Like, like he was magnetic. Obviously he had a huge following any cult leader and whether he's a cult or not, but they usually have the girls like, come on. That's like yeah. part of the thing. I mean, like, yeah, look how big this was. He built, yeah. he built this there giant, you're the giant prophet. City. I'll be your girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this giant city. He's got all these people in all these schools. He's got all these people growing to be the most powerful people they can be. I mean, he's going to be surrounded with the most beautiful, best people yeah. there are. Yeah. Yes. Well, yep. I'm convinced that he was faithful to his wife, Emma, in every single way. That the accusations that were made up, wow. at, the, the accusations made up afterwards about, well, these married women and these teenage girls, all of those are from decades after Joseph Smith's death. In other words, Even Fawn, what about Fawn Bodie's book? Like, uh, Fawn Bodie's book, like the original sources used in her book are things that the LDS church says, oh, these, yes, we can explain that. And all, <laughs> and, and uh, all the LDS apologists. Are you wearing that right now? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> I don't miss those. You're, you're going to get me sidetracked. Well, okay. Sorry. I'm for sorry. Just, for just a little bit. I have a buddy who's on a spiritual journey as well. It's his fault. And he and he took off his garments and and he recognized this God speaking to him through the spirit saying, why did you do that? And he says, well, but the the church supports the new world order. And uh, so I shouldn't be wearing them. And he recognized the spirit talked to him saying, yeah, well, so does so does fruit of the loom. And he realized, oh, crap, you got yeah. me there. And, yeah. and so and so did. And John D was the maker of the new world order. He was the yeah. first to conceive that whole thought. So also yeah. interesting. Yes. So there's a very clear demarcation in L- in history regarding Joseph Smith after his I death, because Brigham Young had to rely upon the, the credit by the people established by Joseph Smith. And so he had to attribute his polygamy. To Joseph Smith, like of the four men that were in the room when Joseph Smith was assassinated, Joseph, the president of the church, his brother, Hiram, the co-president, they were avid monogamous, at least in a public setting, all of their communications, public and private. The two known polygamists, John Taylor and Willard Richards, survived to tell the tale. And then the story becomes, oh, we learned this from Joseph. You can't oppose it without opposing the prophet of the restoration. So there's well, and and we do know there was a lot of controversy when he died. 
what was supposed to happen, who was supposed to take over the patriarchal blessing of the sun, like all these things were happening. And definitely anytime you have a large group of people and there's a death or there's a change of power, we know there's going to be some, some huge ordeal, which like I've said, uh, and at any point, like whether you're fundamentalist, reorganized, mainstream, like my whole backing is, I just don't believe that and and people are commenting like this is cool because you know scrying is cool or demon bringing down demons. You can do that. You can channel. You can get demons. You can do all these things if you want because there's a whole bunch of videos that will tell you exactly how to build an Enochian table, and you can go do that. But here's the thing: if you do that and you choose and you're aware, then you know what you're doing. That's fine. But what? why I was so upset as an LDS person when I found out that I was doing Masonic ceremonies, OTO ceremonies, different things like that, all of it. I was so shocked and thought, why didn't they talk to us about this? Like they should just be honest and not say this is about going to heaven because it's not. It's about ascension, which is different than actual Jesus Christ, right? We'll take out going to heaven, but following the path of Yahweh, we'll say that. Because... Well, Yahweh ascended, isn't that kind of the path? True. But but he didn't wear funny underwear and he definitely didn't do He did half wear a white stuff. one piece, actually. Every picture I've ever seen of him, he's always in that white one <laughs> piece. I don't know. He didn't care about hot drinks. He didn't care about any of these things. And I feel like they're filthy rags. Like these things are just like in the Bible. They're just putting you between like then you gotta go to your stake president. You gotta go to if you gotta go to a priest. I don't care who it is, no one should be between you and God. Your relationship between you and God should be between you and God and not between you and a man and God or whatever. It, it isn't like that and it shouldn't be. The, the Bible is very simplistic and the letters to, from Paul in the Bible state that. Like you're corrupting the simplicity of the Lord, in my opinion, when you start making it about underwear and coffee and just crazy stuff. I mean, I think so I have a lot of Jewish friends and I think they like Mormonism same, same, because it yeah. has the it has the it has all the trappings of a religion, definitely, a priesthood that definitely. have to wear funny clothes and you gotta do these like Teflons and things. I mean yes. the major reason why all my friends are good video editors is they know how to do the Teflon. <laughs> okay, so let me let, let me hit three scriptures that are inside of the Book of Mormon because because I, it'll at least understand where I'm coming from in holding on to these things. Everything that I've heard from you right now, Heidi, regarding like the, the things that you reject, whether it's rituals, whether it's faith in specific garments, I am totally on board with you. In, in other words, I feel like you're saying things that I that I would welcome and give an amen to if I were uh, if I were hearing them in person. If you'll share my screen awesome. for just a little bit, so part of the reason that I'm a a, a very a huge fan and they have a testimony of the, of the book of mormon it, can you share my screen okay so i'm in 13, my chapter this is the chapter where jesus shows up to the ancient nephites and, and and i do have a testimony to where this is an actual account of jesus and when he hits them with hey you're disputing this disputing that he hit jesus hits them clearly with this is my gospel it's straight up simple it is mm-hmm. faith. Yes. It is repentance by turning your heart to God, the water baptism to show that you follow me. Then you get baptized by fire and by the Holy Ghost. And he gets so jealously guarded of this doctrine that he said, This is my doctrine. This is the doctrine that the Father's given me. And I bear record of the Father and the Holy Ghost bear record of me. And I'm just going to go down to the money shot right here. He hits once again, faith, repentance, baptism, uh, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, endured to the end. And he says, if anybody declares more or less than this, whether it's ascension in temples or ordinances or stuff like that, 
The same cometh of evil and is not built on the rock of Jesus Christ. They build on a sandy foundation. The gates of hell are open to receive such. Let me just give some emphasis. Right. Like this is scripture that came through Joseph Smith where it's exclusively. Right. Cut, of- cut to the sandy foundation of the Salt Lake City Temple. Sorry, I couldn't help <laughs> Okay. Okay. So now I'm going, this is words of Jesus Christ inside of the Book of Mormon. Again, I my belief regarding this, this is prophecy regarding the Brighamite takeover of the church. This is Jesus saying, thus commandeth the father that I should say unto you at that day when the Gentiles referring to those with the the Gentiles who receive the fullness of the gospel shall sin against my gospel when they shall reject the fullness of my gospel and be lifted up in the pride of their hearts above all nations and above all the people of the whole earth shall be filled with all manner of here's the list lies, deceits, mischiefs, hypocrisy, murders priestcrafts, whoredoms, secret abominations, if they shall do all these things and reject the fullness of my gospel, behold, saith the Father, I will bring the fullness of my gospel from among them. So I believe that is specifically that Brighamite takeover, changing it into Masonic ordinances with lavish buildings while the Latter-day Saints themselves are trapped in poverty. Last thing that I'll share is another prophecy regarding what's happening to the United States and the Gentile nations throughout the world. Whatsoever shall uphold the secret combinations to get power and gain. And it doesn't say if the people become so bad, it says, no, if you allow the secret combinations to get power and gain over all the institutions, whether it's the communications, whether it's Google, whether it's the governments until they shall spread over the nation, behold, that nation shall be destroyed for the Lord. God will not suffer that the blood of his saints, which shall be shed by them shall always cry. So in other words, this is the, not only is it strict, simple, gospel of jesus christ in the book of mormon it is the warning if you let the secret combinations take over you will be destroyed it'll be exactly like what you're talking about heidi right that's the thing it's yeah. compelling it's kind of compelling. but here's my question do you still believe in the masonic ordinances they perform no. in the temple no okay. not at all I, no. I okay. it is very specifically a departure from Brigham no offense Young. thomas love you though well, because <laughs> he's, like, Shush. he's not allowed to talk about it. That's kind of the big beef. But we're me, giving him a shout out. <laughs> if you could talk about these things, they wouldn't be secrets. Then we could see the consequences in people yeah. and you'd be like, yeah. well, let, well, let me, what you wanted to do. Let me say something yeah. regarding, regarding the ordinance of the endowment as taught by Joseph Smith compared to, to Brigham Young. So there's my, uh, my friend, Dustin Grady. If somebody looks up Dustin Grady, the endowment, they'll see a YouTube video where he, there's a decent amount shared by Joseph Smith, and it was not rituals that were happening in any sort of a building. The endowment right. he was talking about was akin to the kind of endowment that happened in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, when, when the, 12, the 12 apostles received, bam, that unmistakable power unlocked within them. Joseph Smith was active in trying to prepare the Latter-day Saints to receive a similar endowment. Brigham Young turned it into, let's go ahead and have you pantomime the slitting of your throat, cutting out of your heart and spilling of your bowels as you pledge allegiance to this institution. That is but not Joseph was a Mason. We know only for like a month or two before they assassinate him. That's the other thing. Even that is the claim. Like, like right now, if people look up. His okay, brother's was- name was Hiram. True. Right. His family were definitely Freemasons. Yeah. No one's going to argue that his family were Freemasons. I'm just saying that he was only a Freemason for a really short period of time. I find it highly suspicious him, him, the claim of him being a Mason at all. I know that that's another one of those to where, as I try to nail down, like, where's the original source of him becoming a Mason? Oh, once again, it is years after his death. Let's turn him into whatever we want to to suit our purposes. 
his brother I mean, they have is the dad. dates, but that's all we could have. Like, how yeah. would you know? The thing is, it's also interesting to me is right around the time of his assassination. It's like within two <laughs> to three months before his assassination, the uh, King James uh, Talus amulet from the Illinois, I forget which master lodge was stolen. Right. And so there's a big, you know, Dan Vogel and a number of the Exmos that talk about Freemasonry. We say, well, clearly the, Ma- the Masons were upset because they stole their magical talismans. I find that interesting because even if that is Joseph, it would be happening in the last two months of his life. Right. So that's already the coolest movie ever. But if it, if it's not, if it's not, it's even weirder because now you've got all these people who assassinate him. They all die. Sound like Jesus familiar. And then you've got this dude uh, who's not even a Melchizedek priest. It's not even an ironic priest, Brigham Young. Brigham Young's not even in the thing. He's last man Mm -hmm. standing after everyone drinks the Kool-Aid. Right. So that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a lot to the Brigham changing everything and then burning it down. Here's why I think he, well, he couldn't pledge to become a Mason because he'd been rejected at multiple places. You know that, right? Blackballed by the law. Right. But he had a really thick uh, way in is his brother actually attended Dartmouth. And most people don't know this, but uh, he attended 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 it's an Indian college, but it's actually inside Dartmouth and there's no separation. So also their uncle was over the the Masonic Lodge. Yeah, he only went for four years. But his uncle was the Masonic Lodge leader in that area at that time. And so, I mean, definitely, I feel like the Masonry is solid on him. Like, if nothing else, I don't think I don't know about the polygamy. Like, honestly, they could have done him dirty. I could see it. Like, I mean, and maybe he did kiss a girl once. Like, who knows? (laughs) Whatever. You know, like, shit happens, bro. Shit happens. Like, maybe she (laughs) did kiss him and he was like, get off of me. And that's when somebody came in. That could look so bad on you on you know? lifetime this week yeah. yeah it happens and and like that part i don't care but the masonry part he was he was so but that's cool too what you're saying because yeah. what you're saying is he's surrounded in it regardless of if he took an yeah. oath he's surrounded yeah. in it he's got the trial i get sure. that i'm trying i'm surrounded yeah. in union and catholic archetypes i see it whether right. i join it or confirm or not right so here's you a guy who then, but if he's forced to take a promise to keep secrets that he's been <laughs> espousing <laughs> all of his comment. life <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that one was good. All right. If you if you if you're if you're if you're already your whole life surrounding these uh not quite secrets and you've espoused them and all of a sudden they're making you right. prom what do you do? Because you spent your whole is this what this no, is? No, I did the same me, thing. Thomas? I okay. sat there in the temple going, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Because my whole family was there, just like you're saying, and I knew what what would happen if I like said, no way. Like when they say you can get up and leave. Yeah, right. You can't. Your whole family is there. You <laughs> well, know, so I, I get that. No yeah. right, right at the beginning, there's the uh, there's the introduction to where anybody who's not willing to make these of their own free will and choice, <laughs> and you don't know voice. what you're about to get into. Now, can I yeah, do the post comedy? <laughs> now, now let me let me say some things that I do find golden gems. Uh, oh, brief anecdote: I went through a divorce in my twenties, and to deal with, I tripled down on my spiritual efforts to prevent myself from going full-blown depression or bonkers. And that translated into, I moved up to Portland, Oregon area, and I just started to go to the temple every day because I didn't have work until the afternoon time. I started to do two endowment sessions a day. Now, I recognize my Heavenly Father knew my intentions. A heavy smoker, but with... Well, like, like, I, I, felt, 
I felt I was just getting a lot of tattoos when I got out. <laughs> okay. so I, was, I was in my 20s. I'm going up to the temple every single day. And a lot of things stood out. Now, after I had a baptism of fire experience in January of 2020, here's what I believe are some golden gems still prefer, preserved in the LDS endowment. It is it is a very solid representation of what is in the tabernacle in the days of Moses, the outer courtyard representing the separation from God. There's purification to be brought into the inner courtyard and until eventually somebody's brought back into the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. It depicts quite well the lost and fallen nature of Adam and Eve. Having listened and listened to the voice of the adversary, they're shut out from the presence of God and now their steps to be brought back into the presence of God. My understanding of the doctrine of Christ taught in the scriptures, including the book of Mormon and the Bible, is that we are lost and fallen, shut out from the presence of God, and there's steps that we have to take in order for Jesus Christ to follow the doctrine of Christ and be brought back into the presence of God. When we are- They're minimal now because it was all hung on the cross, right? Like, so it did change. And the Mormons, in my opinion, like to hold, okay, mainstream Mormonism, we're going to say that because there's all these other branches. But in the mainstream Mormons, they keep this over you. And so that you will go do these things, go do all the things they want, go, go, you know, pay all this tithing. Not, you should give, like, none of this is a bad thing. It's not bad to be healthy. It's not bad for a lot of things. Right. They force it and forces of the devil. It's not choice. And if we were going to be a forced population, we wouldn't even need to have any lessons because that's what Lucifer wanted in the first place was to do that to us. So anything forceful is not of the Lord. And I I believe that they do this so that they can control people. Like, right? Everything well, that's that you okay. about about the force being evil. In other words, I was like, yeah, the second good. annoyment was supposed to free you, though. That's <laughs> the thing. It really was. It was like Joseph Smith's like, all right, I got an idea. I got a way out. We're going to do the second annoyment. Everyone's the girls be don't get to- that. No, yeah. they did originally. And you got to read. I was just checking it because we had this conversation how Brigham changed the words because the way the words yes. used to be were that the women and the men equally were made. Like, and you're calling it gods, but it's not really gods, right? Because right? it's like ascended. angels. Like, ascended. It's, ascend- yeah. it's ascended. Matt Masters, and you're a co-heir of Christ all of a sudden. So you've experienced a debt jubilee that's a celestial jubilee. And that's that's been completely monopolized. So when I hear this, I, I hear both things <laughs> I like about the spiritual process and then problems with the organization, the same I hear about Scientology or the Soviet Union. You know, like I, I agree. The organizations are the problem, but maybe it's not maybe it's not the Xenu thing that's the problem with Mormonism. Well, and then Crowley's and D's and all these people have such similar value as Mormonism and it, and other religions. We don't even have to just blame one. Like, let's be yeah. real. There's many. Let, let's get real. Like, I speak out against all the things because I have, I have church with my Bible. I have church with another, like right now, talking to someone else about God or earlier with me and him talking on the phone about God. Like those are church to me, helping someone, being of service. I mean, that's all I've done my whole life. I'm a nurse. All I do is serve others. Like, believe me when I say these hands have been places that are horrific. Okay. And all of it is for good. You should devote your life because you want to, not because you're required or you have to go do something else because so-and-so said so, right? It should be in your heart. No one should have to make you do that. I can hear um, somewhere in the distance, though, like uh, Jordan Peterson screaming because now every kid that gets told to clean his room is like, that's coming straight from Satan, mom. Oh, no. Satan would force me to do this. 
That does sound like my daughter. You got to add a buckle, <laughs> buckle inside of there. Buckle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, I'm Like everything that I'm hearing from you, Heidi, this is like, amen, you're going to get a big praise from me. And I would awesome. even share that with Latter-day Saints. I was worried. Oh. I saw you debate oh. some other people. Well, now, <laughs> he's good. Well, some of the things that you would see, especially when my annoyance comes to the surface, it's because it's people who I know have to know better. For example, like I believe that the Book of Mormon is scripture. And one of the things that I point out, my, my ministry is specifically to Latter-day Saints. One of the things that I point out regularly, I'm not going to out somebody, but I will say this. Right. On a right. very popular Mormon podcast meant to meant to uh, keep the mainstream, <laughs> the millennials mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Their producers and other people that are on the show, they know what's going on because I'll share. We'll have long conversations mm-hmm. and I'll say, hey, the first chapter of the Book of Mormon, Lehi in Jerusalem, it is contemporary with Jeremiah. So if you want an introduction to First Nephi chapter 1, read the book of Jeremiah because what's happening to the Lord's covenant people then? The people that they call prophets are child-sacrificing Baal worshipers. And yeah. all of a sudden, the light bulb turns on, and I don't have to say anything else, and they recognize that is our that's system. the thing I like as a Californian who grew up around Bohemian Grove and the Alex Jones like thing, you know, mm-hmm. that when you read like some of the stuff of the Book of Mormon, like this is literally uncanny. And also just looking at scripture differently. Um, I like to look at like Arabic syllogisms, right? There's philosophers sure. who will just write, you know, if you leave a dog in a car without any water, it will die. If you leave a dog with a girl dog, they will have more dogs. Like there's syllogisms, <laughs> and they're just causation yeah. logics. I think that you look at that scripture. If you take the Holy Spirit out and you allow secret combinations to run a society, this will happen. You know, it's not necessarily prophecy. It's just math. That's just how things work if you were to do that. So, I mean, some of those things are it's it's not necessary that they're I mean, they are divine in the same way that like math is divine, but it's right. Let me say why I get along with Heidi again, again, why I get along with Heidi (laughs) because you're you're a Jesus gal and I'm a Jesus dude. When when, uh, If you've watched me have annoying debates with Jacob Hanson, I'm going to put in the plug in just a little bit. (laughs) It was that that person. (laughs) It is specifically specifically because of this. He knows with certainty that he does not believe salvation comes through Jesus Christ. He believes salvation is exclusively those who pledge allegiance to the president of the church. That is no. heinous false yeah. doctrine. No. And he knows it. Yeah. And that's why he tap dances and with the tap dances and avoids it because he knows he is not a disciple of Jesus Christ. It is first and foremost the president of the church. Uh, April 6th of this year, Saturday in Roy, Utah, I will be wrestling him and it's going oh. to be televised. And y'all should. Is that really happening? Oh, yeah, it is. And we're all going to be there. Saturday, oh, April 6th. January, I'm going to make Thomas come. Jacob Isbell and Jacob Hansen. I've been working out and I'm taking oh on Jacob Hansen in the wrestling ring. You can meet Quinn really? well. Where is this happening? He's not. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, uh, Jacob. I, I expect. I expect to know all the details. I, Heidi, <laughs> if you go up there in person, I will let you choose. I will. Which limb I, I remove and hand to you. Yeah, I, li- <laughs> I live really close. And as you we know, need a hand. How, like, this oh, is I, how in Utah they solve like theological <laughs> debates. So. General, General Conference weekend. Powerhouse MMA, Roy, Utah. Uh, I'll, I'll be putting out more oh, information, yeah. but if you want to see Crap. the physicality of it, yeah. I'm down. What's happening? Yes. Bro's tone, too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. 
So I will be there. <laughs> I'll be there for sure. Uh, we're, we're trying to get Andreas uh, and Thomas both there. Oh, that would be so Thomas, awesome. come. Thomas, yeah. come on. Don't be a party pooper. We won't do any handshakes. Everybody, please sell as many books as you can. <laughs> buy as like many paranoid American comics as you can buy. Yeah, if I can sell enough comics to, to fund go. The Let's trip, go. I'm in. Oh, yeah. it's so guys. You should make a documentary about the whole thing, Thomas. Dude, That's it, actually- I told him he should make a comic book about all this. This, would be hilarious. this event is now it's called the Spirit of Joseph Wrestling Championship. Oh my god. Uh, Oh, I'm going to invoke the spirit of Joseph, who didn't have a good enough beard, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll try oh. to make sure him vicariously as I take off Jacob Hansen's. You, you can choose which limb, Heidi. Well, okay. Also, I, I, I'm going to say this: it's the hand because that's what they took from Alvin's dead body to get the plates. <laughs> it's also a very important symbol of Christian and alchemy. The yeah, priest. That's the, why I say that. The icon. Because, uh, Yes, I do think that they dug him up for that purpose. Uh, they only put it out in the paper six times that they didn't dug it. They didn't do anything. They were just checking. They just wanted to check how the rotting process. Went. Oh man, do you think that they have his hand like an icon? Oh. I literally no, no, no. They gave it to the angel for the plates because they said uh, she Based. said Alvin had to come and he died, and yeah. they were like, uh oh. And but, so, yep, I think that's what happened. And they had man. to pregame it because, like, if somebody saw him digging, some up, of the Mormons are bad. just like the Lubavitchers. It's crazy. Okay, yeah. but when you when you talk about like Jesus, this is interesting because again, I get back. I'm a Jesus guy. I'm a Yeshua yeah. guy. I got the G- I'm a yeah. Jesus. When the when the missionaries came to my house when I was 15, I had like a DVD burner thing going. I was just burning DVDs, and I think they were more amazed by what I was doing at my house than what <laughs> they want to talk. I'm like, I was like, what oh, is you, he doing? I'm selling. <laughs> I'm selling discs to my my history teachers, and uh, I'm here's the you guys like Jesus. Here's Jesus Christ Superstar, and I put Jesus Christ Superstar on, and like five missionaries, and they're like looking at you know rock and roll Jesus and these guys Romans wearing purple tank tops, and they're like this is not the way that happened, and I'm like you guys are not the ones who are talking about anachronisms in the Jesus Christ Superstar movie, not right now. But I think oh that gosh. I think that like that's a better Jesus. So this idea of like this hippy dippy Jesus, we get he's also mm-hmm. he's got to be a little bit more violent than that. You've got he comes with a sword. He's supposed to divide families. He's angry. And he's definitely brown. I'm sorry. He's, he's brown. brown. I, uh, brown. I like Quaku as my Jesus. I've ever yeah. been a cast. He's a wonderful fan. He's gonna yeah, be I'm like, I have to explain this to my daughter and she gets in fights with people at school because we live in Utah and they have white and delight some Jesus and she goes and tells everyone Jesus didn't look like that. I don't know exactly, but he was definitely brown. <laughs> yeah, black Jesus. I'm going to make yes. Jesus blacker than he really was just yeah. because of how yeah. white he's been recently, you know? Like, exactly. <laughs> don't make man bun Jesus. No more man bun Jesus. No, no. I like a, I'm a, I might go house party. Just straight like... <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Two buddies of mine, I've heard them share their visionary experiences with the Savior. And I asked both of them, is he white? And they said, no, he's not. He's Definitely not. Words, and, and that's mm-hmm. what they get in visionary experiences, even though they've been raised LDS with a with anglicized because they, they don't yeah they don't know but and even in the bible it says he was nothing to look at they they literally say that like you wouldn't know and i mean you just look at where he was from and figure out like mm, these are in the shroud of churn it, it, it he just looks like a normal guy like but i'm sure his spirit is extra wonderful like when but what about this idea so again like most of these versions of religion are you know you're gonna go to hell if we don't do what we tell you and all of a sudden uh-huh. mormonism comes along and says everybody gets into heaven it's really how close to god you want to be 
do you not see like this America, at least the American civil religion aspect of how I, is- I don't believe that hell's like they say either. I do believe there is a hell, but I, I certainly am not one to judge who goes there, but I definitely do not believe it's for the things they say. And definitely not for apostasy from a mainstream Mormon church and taking off my garments. But I definitely think it's more more about like you want to harm one of my little ones that that scripture. Yeah, you're probably going to have some things to answer about, you know, but am, am I your judge? No, but I don't think that as many people go to hell as they say. I don't think it's like Catholic hell and scary and like unbaptized babies burning up in purgatory. Like, come on, like some stuff is so weird that they do. And I think they just do it to scare people like honestly they're like we need your money and we need your ass in church on sunday so don't go have church with the bible and you know journal about it that was my whole journey is i almost died a few years ago i had cancer and then i almost died again last year because i got osteomyelitis in my spine and i had a pick line in my heart like every day i was super sick and i just went through the bible little by little and journaled exactly how i felt like over the scriptures really delved in with my true heart and just listened to like different things and just uplifting sermons and whatever. And I just, you know, I, I decided, you know what, all of this is stupid. Nobody knows. I just believe in the Bible and that's all because nobody knows. And, and that's, you know, and I'm not going to sit there and point my finger at anybody either, including Mormons, including if Joseph Smith was a polygamist, including I don't give a crap. Like, like people can do whatever they want, (laughs) you know? I love that we're living in such a post secular, like post moral, amoral society. It's like these things that they Uh, use to scare us are not. They're not, don't scare it's us. not working anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I wear makeup and it, people like to do this on my channel and they're like, ooh, you have uh, eyeshadow on. You're painting your eyes. That's forbidden knowledge. I'm like, you're on a phone. <laughs> you're on a phone. It's like, a little scrying mirror. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to own anything. Are you in a house right now? Like, I mean, it's silly. The things that they say and it's all to just keep this, you know, like point, get the log out of your own eye, people. Help your fellow man. The one thing Jesus was really clear about was love one another. Figure that out. Figure that out. We might save the world. Like, right. <laughs> we won't have to talk about it anymore. We'll all be doing things, right? Like, but it, it, people don't want to do that. They, they just want to just go on with their life and get their next purse. That's well, fancy. again, whatever like guys get beard oil. Heaven, I don't know. <laughs> heaven is an end game, though. You've got people during the plagues and crusades, and they're like, when I die, I don't want to go to hell. I want it. So they kind of invent this. But what do you think of as uh, end game? Like, if it's not, I mean, is it to just be happy in heaven? Like, what does that mean to you? You know, what is the end game if it's not to be a God? I think we are always subservient to God because we are not to be God. We do not think like God and we shouldn't ascend to be a God. But do I think we can be with God? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're his children. We aren't his, we aren't the same as him. And that's okay. I'm not a man, but I I love a man and I think he's really great. And I can see all these great qualities. I don't have to be him to like see all that, like how God is our father. Like he can see all of the wonderful things in us, even though, you know, we're not him. We don't have to be on his level. I'm fine with that. Let's say we're doing like a performance review. What can God be doing better, Heidi? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not about God anymore. We've done screwed it all up here ourselves. Like God has to let it happen because 
without it, you know, Jesus isn't going to come back. It's all got to get really crappy for a little while. And people don't understand that. They don't want to live like that. You know, they, you don't want to go through the hard parts and it's coming because he's not coming back till we all get really nailed and they are going to come for his believers. I mean, if, if we suffer just like he suffered in the end, right? Like if you love Jesus and you're a believer of the second coming, you know, we have to go through it. So uh, all I'm saying is God's doing his part. Uh, you mentioned being open to the apocrypha a little bit. And when you mentioned that oh, like, totally. we, we, we have to suffer in order for it to all work, where do you fall on the gospel of Judas? Was was Judas the good guy all along? Because he, in his own way, mm-hmm. had to carry his own cross? He carried his own cross, but I don't think he was the good guy. I'm definitely not a Gnostic and believe like Lucifer's the better light bringer type thing or like the bad. Well, of, it's Braxis, is, Judas, is Judas in heaven or is Judas in hell? Well, I I don't judge my fellow men. I have no idea. I have no idea, but I pray for a soul. I hope I would hope he made it, but I don't know about that. Like that, they say he didn't. If 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 you go up, but I'm not God, so if you we believe don't know. in the atonement. I mean, I feel like if yeah. uh, if if Paul can go to hell, I mean, sorry, heaven. For, yeah, for, he was a murderer. 40s, yeah, Jacob, if you're in 1840s, 30s, you know, and you're running around and they're telling you like the world, like, what is it that Joseph offered that you would have been like, wow, this changes everything? Why I, I, am I not they, gonna? They say it was it? his blue eyes. So <laughs> I, I don't know what what would have been appealing. To me. I, I, I don't mean to change the question, but here's what is appealing to me now. Like when I read the Book of Mormon, I find I, I have a great love of God. I have a great love of country and it's directly connected to with recognizing unique blessings that that the united states has received the book of mormon i believe is a history that took place upon this continent and the the great message is salvation through jesus christ the great warning is hey you gentiles who have been blessed above all other nations if you stop worshiping the god of this land who is jesus christ guess what you will ripen in iniquity until you're swept off. It isn't like other nations where you'll have ups and downs and, and, uh, and things will balance out. This is a unique covenant blessed land. And that this is one of the primary messages of the Book of Mormon. I recognize the United States right now, according to the prophecies of the Book of Mormon and the signs that we see in front of us, is ripening in iniquity in preparation for the sweeping process. What I shared earlier in 3 Nephi chapter 16, it says, hey, there's going to be a subgroup of Gentiles who will repent and end up getting numbered among the house of Israel who gets restored to the lands of their inheritance, including this continent. And again, you have hundreds of thousands of people that came up against the Mormons. Literally, you have Gen- – I mean, it's, it is – I don't mean to be as dramatic as some Mormons will be about it, but it's pretty dramatic. The idea of murdering uh, women and children in Missouri – the laws against Mormonism, the Freemason, the, the militia push to destroy. It seems like somebody was scared of this group and they're not as scared of them after they took over Deseret, right? There's like mission accomplished yeah. now. We got yeah, yeah, yeah. We can put them in our boys. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. well, here's, here's my question, <laughs> Andreas. Here's my question to both of you that could be playing right into that is what are the two people that Joseph Smith, and this is where I'm going to advocate for him because I don't throw the babies out with the bathwater. It's stupid. So let's say this. Why did it settle down after they came to Utah? What are the two factions of people that he got and contained once we got to Utah that Joseph was trying to free? Who who did he free, Andreas? The black Uh, people? 
Well, he did, he did try to. He was trying right? and yeah. women. Right. He was trying to uplift women and black people, which Brigham slapped shut immediately. Oh, yeah. Man. Right. And that so, was huge because, but at the same time, you got Freemasonry was against having women maybe in the rights. Which is what got we, him killed. But British, at the same killed. time, British men started allowing women into the rights. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to start putting posters in LDS buildings where people end up finding out what's going to say Brigham was right about women. <laughs> <laughs> All about, I know is, Jacob, who would want to marry 55 women? I'm a, a man who loves ass. women. <laughs> I'm aware of this. I'm great, but like yeah. 55 of me, holy cow. No yeah, way. Yeah, but there's only yeah. one me, but <laughs> my wife is more than enough. When I think yeah. about the, the responsibility for us to to be as godlike as we can, you, you figure that pure love and the the imagery throughout the Old Testament is the is the faithful husband who has an adulterous wife and the adulterous wife, meaning the people, the children of Israel over and over again, hmm. the animal kingdom, especially mammals, they have the animalistic tendency of these alpha males do do all of the reproductive activity. So I find Brigham's system of polygamy to be that animalist <laughs> lower level. In other words, it, it takes a level of discipline and willingness to sacrifice to where it's like, Hey, I will bridle my passions. I will have a level of dedication uh, to another person, the perfect kind of partnership that we read about in the scriptures regarding Adam and Eve. That's probably the the reason why I reject Brigham's polygamy and, and why I recognize that Joseph Smith was, was actively trying to expose the polygamy being practiced by Brigham and others secretly in Nauvoo. Also so Jacob, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Andreas. Go. No, go I've ahead. talked a lot. Okay. No. I don't know if you know this, but um my brother-in-law is is Warren Jeff's nephew. Oh goodness. So I can tell you. <laughs> and he also was Rulon. He married Rulon Jeff's granddaughter. Are so they coming? Can we just bring him? We'll, we'll, we'll I, I, I have him. I did a he's show. A excited now. I did a show with him and it was really good. And but he says if you have a certain person. It can work really well because his dad had three wives when he was growing up and over 30 kids yeah. divided out. But he said there were many people that were absolutely miserable. And when Jeff's came in, that was under Rulon. But Rulon was really careful to make sure the girls were at least 18. Now, they still assigned them husbands, didn't give them free choice, all that stuff. You know what? They didn't give the men free choice. He yeah. said, I found out I was getting married. One morning I woke up. I'd never known anything. I've never even kissed a girl or held her hand or anything. They called me and said, the Lord said, and by 7 p.m. that night, I was married and had no clue what I was going to do. He's like, Six I was of my Hindu friends as well. Keep yeah, going. yeah, yeah. It was wild. And so he just explains like there were happy people, but there were a lot of people that were kept there. And anytime you make and force someone, that's the problem. My husband is a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. That was funny. <laughs> oh, shout out Casey. He's watching. <laughs> I, I agree. I think force is the problem. I have friends in Africa who come from areas where, like, you know, yeah. you buy a wife a house and you get some cattle, and there's like there's ways in India also where they have arranged marriages. If things are part of a process and people are able to volunteer into it, that's a big problem in India. If they're happy, if they're, happy, if they're fine. Yeah, if yeah. they're happy about it and they're all happy. 
more power to them. Like, I'm not yeah. going to tell you how to live your life. I have seen talk, like yeah. families die in trailers because of the fundamentalist LDS church, though. You know, I feel like it's not actually a lot of the time I hear about people that have way too many kids and they're not taking care of them yeah. one way or another. Yeah. You know, I feel well, like uh, once you, you got to really have a good job. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I think if you, who's the lady that you talk to all the time, Jacob, who's got like more kids than anybody. She's a great mother. Oh, I don't Michelle, think she's a Michelle billionaire. Stone, 132 problems. She's, she's got 13 children of her own. Wow. Not a billionaire though. When you take a look at the, when the pretext is raise up a righteous branch, I think Brigham Young was averaging like less than 2.0 children per Yeah, wife. It was, he had 57 kids and 55 wives. Even worse yeah. in Japan. You know? yeah. and, and One hit wonder. One it's hit wonder. <laughs> just a pretext. But for me, I've always been very traditional libertarian. Let people live their own lives if it's not affecting me. But I, the more that I research the Brighamite uh, version of polygamy, that's one of the times where I feel like, no, from a moral standpoint, I think it right. should be opposed with force. Because yeah, it a was lot of the forced. things that you're it afraid of, forced. a lot of things that you're saying that you've gone through mm. in the Mormon church are things that I, I really feel are holdovers from that time. I mean, this is why constantly whenever a missionary is out there, they're saying, no, we don't do that anymore. Like that was Brigham's idea. Like it's almost every that is literally in the book for every question at this point. Right. In other words, Brigham's because Brigham is rejected by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on one um I was in Arizona and I got invited like last moment to uh, be on Midnight Mormons. And that might be the one that you're referring to where I hit Jacob Hansen pretty gosh darn hard. You guys were arguing and and they wouldn't let you talk. And, and they and wouldn't kept, share and your kept, screen. And I kept and trying like, to ask it was them. Bad. Was it the one where I kept trying to ask them, is it from Jesus Christ? And they You they kept are, saying, let me share my screen and let me talk. And they were like, no. It, it, and here's the reason why they know this. They know that if the discussion is founded on Jesus Christ, they fall apart because Brigham Young was not a disciple of Jesus Christ. Brigham Young did not teach the doctrine of Christ. Brigham Young was the, that fulfillment of third Nephi chapter 16 verses 10 through 13, where it was secret combinations that took over the church, rejected the simple, pure doctrine of Christ. This is so like what question, you think Thomas. Oh, go ahead. No, no, because I've I've said a lot of things. Well, say can your, you remember say, what you're gonna say? Because I can remember. Yeah, my. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, Thomas has Thomas's interest in scrying and magic and things like that from, I don't want to say like a light or a dark, but like from a positive and a loving perspective. I see that in that angle. It's like Joseph Smith is wrestling with all this time. He's in this really opportune moment. It's probably the most opportune moment since Spain in the, in the Islamic period where you could have had all of these different kinds of ideas at once and you could have had scrying mirrors or necromancers around you or everywhere you go is a minister on a street pole. So he He's hearing all of these things and he's wrestling with how to do it properly. It's all about angels. You talk this is because you're saying fallen angels. Yeah. Yeah, and I fall. hear I, I I think we can kind of agree that maybe Brigham Young is surrounding himself in rituals that could lead to fallen angels. For sure. But everything that uh that Joseph says seems like it's not fallen angels. They're supposed to be more positive angels. It's more like, you know, the good guys. You don't think so? Mm, well, from the excerpts of like his reformed Egyptian, honestly, it looked like the exact same as Enochian language, which I brought last time. Yeah. The, so the I just samples. asked Blake Lemoyne, the Google so. whistleblower, why we shouldn't teach AI about uh, Enochian lap. And he just started laughing. He just started it won't laughing work. hysterically. No, he thinks it will. He's just terrified of Enochian magic. Why every are you, time, are you every time I send every time I send myself 
the Enochian um, pictures so that I can put them from my phone to my computer. It tags them and says they're unsafe and all this stuff. Like it's so wild. So there's something going on with that for sure. But I, you know what? I don't know. I think there's almighty. Yeah. It's kind of scary, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it makes sense. Like if you, if you go back to, you know, and then I don't know, Jacob, if you know that his first baby was born severely like on um, Joseph's yes. death, and then they named it Alvin and it was nine months to the day after the plates were received. And I have to ask you, what about a Faustian bargain? Yeah. Like he was severely yeah. deformed. And it, it makes me wonder because none of John D's heart was pure. He loved God. He loved God and he was all about God. And then he still ended up being deceived. So, yeah. I mean, how do we know? It, you know, I, I find there's a lot of dead kids around Joseph Smith. It is weird. It's scary. Yeah. Sorry, Jane. And his mom, his mom had a whole bunch of kids and never lost any when they say, oh, it's the times or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but his right. mom was a whole generation before and never lost any of her well, kids and so. also if you are going to have to sacrifice one go with theodore don't do alvin don't do simon <laughs> yeah there you go and it has to be, usually be the first yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry i have to adjust sometimes i have a bad back <laughs> Jake, I'm, I'm a little wiggly no you're totally good so what do you i mean do you like wonder about humans, that do you wonder about well, human, faustian bargain oh, human sacrifices oh, and, i don't know and the about- channeling so I'm I'm aware of the baby with major deformities, especially how that would be perceived as a very bad omen, possibly signs of of bad works that were happening on the other side. I try to be as open about my my biases and prejudices as possible because I feel like people can add that into the equation with what I say. Um, I am more inclined to to believe that Joseph Smith was was honest and upright in his pursuits, but those are my biases. I take that into equation myself and make sure that I'm open to where, hey, what am I supposed to be learning? There's there's so much that there is to learn. I have found that as I stay pretty strict and dedicated in being prayerful, the things that I should be investing my time in rise to the surface naturally and things that might be my own desires fall to the background. That's my long way of saying I haven't dug into that because it's not something – that causes me to shake testimony because my te- even though I believe Joseph Smith is a true witness of Jesus Christ, I'm not a disciple of Joseph Smith. I do believe that, but, that he did. But you're a Jesus guy. You're a Jesus guy, but you still believe in the Book of Mormon. But that's why I think you have a different path and you're getting discernment because you still believe ultimately in Jesus Christ and the Bible. Yes. So no matter what, you're kind of in a safe space. But then also you have to look at like, do not add or take away. It says in the Bible, don't add anything. Then you Well, but the Bible that. itself, I mean, are we going to do this? Because like the Bible, I, we've got- I don't think they should have took out the books in the Bible either. That's no, why. I I don't even just mean that. Like, for instance, the word Lucifer in the Bible is like a literal translation of phosphore, and we just have it as an etymological. Mark has eight verses added to the end of it. Um, The idea of Isaiah being written four different periods in history, 200, 600 years apart. I don't think any of that should happen. But yeah. it, so, so the thing is, the only people I know who are interested in doing that, besides some of the cool Jesuit, weird people, Catholic Mormons, <laughs> Mormons are the only yeah. ones who are not sola scriptura. Sola scriptura uh, is dangerous if we're using an NIV Bible. It's dangerous, like right, or even King right. James is clearly. You know what else King James wrote? The book on demonology. You know, oh, like, three, three I, of them, three yeah. demonologia. Oh, <laughs> but I actually feel that those are important because sure. as I've always said, if you want to know the answer no, about enemy. anything, you better know as above, so below, you better study them both. 
So yeah. that's what I do. And that's why I've learned so much on occult stuff. So the holy hip hop Bible. Holy hip hop Bible. <laughs> oh, I remember this from Youth Ward. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, I, th- I think that um, Joseph Smith, though, introduced again, I'm going back to that. Uh, Joseph Smith introduced a new path to Christianity that hadn't been around. I mean, and as soon as Jesus is dead, they're telling you you have to be a slave. Jesus's death is a blood atonement for your immortality. It, but it shouldn't have. It should have set us free. It should have set us free because everything was hung on the cross. Everything was done when he said it was done. And the guy that was next to him, that was the thief that had done nothing to earn his way to heaven. And Jesus looked at him and said, because you believe in me, you will be with me in heaven tonight. He didn't do anything to earn it. And neither can we. We can't earn it. And I want to I want to follow up on that because that was probably the big change that happened to me. I was quite convinced in all sincerity that that. um full-on activity in the church and serving within that vehicle was the way that I showed God I loved him. And that's the way that I go to heaven. Not that I, I didn't believe that I was earning my way to heaven, but I believed that, Hey, that's the way that I show my dedication. When I had that baptism of fire experience in January of 2020, it unlocked a lot of things. And the main message that it unlocked to me, it is, it represents me making full submission to God. Stop saying that it's any of my own will. And when I make that full submission to God, relying wholly upon the merits of Jesus Christ, it naturally the, the works of my life become a byproduct of me submitting my will to God. Jesus did it but, at the ultimate level. But I to- think that's why you do so well, because you yeah. ultimately, okay, and answer this truthfully, especially sure. mainstream. They don't read their Bibles like that and they don't give Jesus that credit. They're all about Joseph worship. And I know that like, even if you think he's a good guy or whatever, whatever, we shouldn't be doing that. You know, we should only... Yeah. My, my experience in, with West, in, primarily in the Western part of the United States, Latter-day Saints, it is right now not worship of Joseph Smith. It is worship of whoever the current president of the church is. <laughs> like, when I, when I ask, like, like the yeah, times I talk to current LDS bishops, and I'll just ask, um, President Nelson writes about being a member of Skull and Bones. Is that a red flag? That's and, true. And, and yeah. they can't even process it. It's as if I just spoke Martian to them. There's that level. And guess how much that book is now? It's $1,300 now if you want to buy that book where he speaks yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, well, I'll just say this about my stake president, the one who, uh, who called the disciplinary council against me. When I would ask him, how are you pointing me to the savior? He would point to the picture on the wall by pointing to his prophet. And literally my, my Bishop Pete clan, my stake president, Cam Ryan, zero times in the uh, five plus years that I've lived in the same exact congregation. Have they ever pointed me to Jesus Christ? They point to Jesus Christ as a pretext to point to the president of the institution. Let's go. There Don't forget is, the right skull and key. Also the, the Allen there key. There it is. Right? Yeah. Yep. In other words, Jacob, like, I think they saved your life by kicking you out. I'm sorry. I'm happy it happened. Well, it it it, it founded me on the rock of Jesus Christ, which I yes. which I I thought that I was on the rock of Jesus Christ, but I do recognize my heavenly Father had a plan for the, the, all of the aspects of my life caused me to shout out in in praise because I know God has a has a perfect plan. The only thing that I can do, I cannot earn myself into heaven or anything else. And like when I talk about my ministry, it is people will ask, what's your ministry? It's super duper simple. Turn my heart to God and teach others to do the same. 
And that when it comes, I love it. Minus the Book of Mormon, and I'll come. <laughs> Book of Mormon. I think you just better read it to be about Freemasonry. No offense, uh, Thomas, but it, we love you, Thomas. <laughs> He's gonna leave. <laughs> I think. I think though. Again, like I would. I would give up on. Um, I would give up on on Mormonism more if it didn't give me those things of you're gonna be an, a co-heir of Christ. You're not just using. Uh, Christ's sacrifice like a Satanist to become immortal forever. You know, blood, the blood magic, flesh magic thing. There's a lot of things that I see. But is what really... if you're his child? What if you're not his equal and you're his creation instead? Well, but I, I, I we are all children of God, you know, but right, so is, right. so is Christ. Christ is the, Christ is God restrained to flesh, but we're co-heirs. I like it better. I don't want to be a surf. I'm done. I'm done being a surf. That's like, that's like the problem with the human condition. Why the American civil religion happened, and what we need to save most of all, and that women can do the rituals, that blacks can do the rituals, that you can do whatever God wants of you without permission from some proxy. And I think it's always the proxy. Like you're saying, we should be careful about worshiping Muhammad or Joseph Smith or Pinelli. But Whoever. Like, yeah. 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 It could be, like you know one. what? It, even I heard even that from this. a girl from Arizona. It was like a, a, someone called, it was, I think it was on Midnight Mormon. She said Pinelli. And I was like, this is real. They really do this. Even, even our country, even patriotic people take yeah. it too far to a point. You know, this country was founded on Freemasonry and that's just how it is. It wasn't founded on freedom of religion and that's okay with me, but just be careful what you're worshiping. No, be aware of what you're doing. If you know, that's great. But if you don't know, why are you constantly looking for a king, right? That's what is in the Bible, all over the Bible. Like, why were we always looking for a king? Give we Caesar what we're not Caesar. trying to be because we're not trying to be co-heirs with Christ. If we were all trying to be kings and queens, which is the second anointing, first edition, <laughs> then we would be free yeah. from sin and we'd be able to stay. That is literally Dharma. This is the coolest thing about it because then you're breaking free of Jesus being in an Abrahamic religion, which is already Abram trying to break out of an Abrahamic religion. He's saying we shouldn't sacrifice people, right? We're getting into that idea of Dharma, which is just, if you do this, this happens. And no one can argue with consequences. They just happen. So it breaks up all of these arguments about religion and replaces it with physics. And I feel like we're really close. We're really close. This is the kind of way I want to get like Jacob Hansen, not by wrestling him. But I think Uh it'll work. I think we're going to get to a point where Mormons and not just like the Mormons in the church, but people that have rejected. The uh, Exmos. Wait, yeah. I'm an ex. No, we call yeah. we call ourselves. But yeah, ex, like church, ex church, exertus. Well, but you still stayed on the rock of Christ. So I, I oh yes, that. yes, yes. I was lucky. Exertus. I was I was super lucky on that one because my mom had planted some seeds in me long ago, and then my husband had been out for a long time, and he started showing me things, and I was just like. Huh. And luckily I never went down the path of like atheism. I, I respect your choices if you like to do that. But for me, Christ is my foundation and it keeps me where I need to be and and like whole within myself. But the only difference I have between me and Andreas is I don't mind being a servant to one person, and that's God. I don't well, mind look, if I'm not I'm, on his level. I'm not a Trinitarian. I think I'm still a servant to God. I just don't think Jesus is like I'm 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 non-Trinitarian. But I, I do yeah. think we're all servants to God. And I just also think this idea of God, because we're using this little Germanic idea of God 
and then using that to describe the supreme eternal that is beyond creation and destruction. And those to me, I mean, little gods or little archons or things that are in the image of God are different than angels, for instance, right? Angels Absolutely. Are so Absolutely. There, there are, I, I can see how we could be bigger than, uh, mortals we are in the image of god yeah. so we yeah can be we are more. so we, uh, to me, we are definitely special to, we are definitely the, special i just don't yeah. like the idea that we get a fast pass sit all till we die and then we go to no, heaven I don't it bothers that. me it yeah. bothers me and i feel like we're supposed to learn how to be like gods or whatever like jesus mm-hmm. like uh, jesus yeah. is god restrained the flesh being the perfect person he's like without sin is exactly how you're supposed to be and then from there you're able to do more because God needs you to do more, right? It's just, right. This is He'll a call you. Exercise yeah. kind of a thing. He'll call you because I was never going to be a podcaster. That's for sure. And right. he'll tell you exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Like, hey, go tell this message. And I'm like, I don't know anyone. I have no friends. And then he's like, guess what? You're going to do. <laughs> you're going to have friends online. Here you go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, why? And then, you know, you just, you you can question it or you can reject it. But at the end of the day, I definitely feel it all goes back to that one thing, which is we are supposed to help our fellow man, period, and love our fellow man. I'm not supposed to judge whether he goes to heaven or you go to heaven or whatever happens in heaven. I don't even care. I'm just trying to help people today. And that's what we need to do is make everybody's... I always say, because I work in the mental hospital. I don't know if you knew that, but I, I am a psych nurse at the mental hospital. Wow. And I always tell people like, why would... You, some of the nurses are really rude. And I always say, why would you want to make somebody's worst day like worse? Like what is wrong with you? Like go retire, you know? And I mean, it has to get back to that point like how can you walk past people just on the street starving or whatever like in true actual need like or people that you know you could help yeah you can't save the world but you can do you can do some things you mean like the establishment of the call to establish zion on earth well well, also mother Teresa thought that suffering was was a path to god so there's some criticism that like they'd be all these pictures of her with people suffering and they're just like, oh, she must be there helping them out. And no, she was kind of sitting there just like, man, that person's having such a great time connecting to God right now. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, no, not like that. <laughs> well, there's a certain way. Of it. I think of the imagery in Isaiah where it describes the Messiah as a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And if we're striving to live the path that he would live, I'm sure we would right. have similar sorrows and grief. But it, but it does get swallowed up. It get, it gets swallowed up in others. That's one thing. Right. It's what, when I went through a divorce back in my twenties, it, it, it ripped my guts out because it's like, I'm supposed to make Mormon babies. That's my way to, to <laughs> my, to, my ghost babies. But, but I'm a clone. I'm just going to clone a bunch. I, I had to triple down on my spiritual efforts to make it through that. And going like not wrecking, I'd never experienced depression in my whole life. I like the kind of enthusiasm you get from me in, in a situation like this. That's the only way that I am. And I'm, but I recognize I have, I have two ways. I'm either as happy as this, or I'm really mad. Whenever <laughs> they laid their hands down on Jacob, they would just hit him really hard. Doing yeah. it. And so- <laughs> when I went through that sorrow and when I went through that grief, it made it so I could connect with others more. There was a sweet, sweet, uh, young grandma lady who was, who's just kind of an eternally youthful personality. Her husband died the first year that he retired of cancer. And I realized, holy cow, 
I love her more. I feel connected with her more. Like we, we, we went to Sizzler together somewhat regularly. Um, and I realized because her name wasn't that, Norma, was it? Because if it was, it'll scare me. Okay. <laughs> no, her, uh, her name is Jackie. And um, okay. but that's also place, okay. It's <laughs> like right next to a Norma. Words, right. Suffering is not for the sake of suffering. If we're, if ah, we're me, no, that was my grandma's name, and her husband died right mm-hmm. after he retired. So that scared me. <laughs> Yeah. In other words, when we're talking about Mother Teresa and the suffering, it's not for the sake of suffering. It's for us to learn how to empathize with others, even at their lowest, the same way that the Savior did for us. Well, when I become prophet as prophet of X Church, I haven't written this down yet, but, you know, we'll reestablish Zion on Earth. So there'll be less suffering. That'll be a big thing. And we'll just do I want to do all the things that Jacob wants Joseph Smith to be. I'm really into that. I think we'll get rid of we'll we'll get rid of um, oppression. We'll have Mm -hmm. self-determination and sovereignty matches. Wrestling matches, dueling can come back, but it has to be yeah. consensual. Oh, everything ooh, should be consensual. Consensual. Right? Everything consensual should be consensual. Consensual dueling will be back. Well, Andreas, was- then, what, then the second coming won't happen because you'll <laughs> make it be too good. You <laughs> won't even notice it when it happens, but it'll happen. Trust me. <laughs> I was announcing great. a duel instead of a wrestling match. How cool would that be? It's like, yeah. oh my, God. my last podcast. Right? I mean, there, I don't think anything's going to get done. Last podcast. Nothing's going to get done unless we build towards the future. And so the call of Zion really just means that we're trying to get to a level where we're as close to celestial as possible, where we're away from, you know, suffering, which is um, suffering is keeping us in Maslow's hierarchy of needs away from pursuing altruistic values. So there's a lot of reasons why. And along with that, I mean, like the original call of Zion was to build all of these temples to sciences. They weren't just to like, um, you know, to wash yourself. They were so you could learn math and physics and science and things like that. So I, I see that idea of progress, progress and cosmism to be really important, like Christ consciousness. I think that's the thing also that we need to be uh, looking at is like, you can do it too. You can become part of Christ's movement to make the world a better place. Uh, I don't see everyone saying that. It's one of the reasons why Mormonism seems so alluring because they're saying you got to be a saint. You got to commit and receive miracles. I mean, that's that should be, I think that's the least that anyone should demand. (laughs) Well, I think that at the end of the day, like you have to look at what it is we are supposed to focus on, right? Like, I think science is important, science and seance. I mean, but back in the day, I mean, I'm a nurse, so I I do science, but I'm just saying, like, we have to keep it, we have to stay in our lane as well, because look at John D. He was brilliant, but look at where it got him. You know, raising somebody else's kid for the rest of his life, that's where it got him. But... I always say people people that were occult in nature often started with an altruistic start, really, other than Crowley. He he did not. <laughs> he was not that from the beginning. He just didn't want to be told to do anything ever. And he was going to figure out how to do that. But a lot of them started with really good intentions. The best intentions can often have catastrophic ends, right? So I think a lot of times, you know, yeah, I would love to say, okay, we could get to that altruistic point where we can all work on ascension and different things like that. But then actually what really happens with idle hands, right? 
<laughs> oh yes, look at that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I feel like there there is an end goal here where Golden arches, full assimilation can happen because there's boobs, you know. More what is more American than a combination of Mormonism and McDonald's? And boobs. Because the arches are boobs. Disney and the Vatican. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I want I want Mormonism to work out, but it sounds like more and more what we're doing is we're building our own thing. And yeah, I like that. I think too. you'd have to change it. Yeah. But I if think if you want to make people, it, yeah. If you want to make it work, I think you would have to change it. I mean. Well, what what do we have to so so again, the, the namesake of this particular episode is that. We're continuing to fix Mormonism. This is part two. Yes. <laughs> I I do feel like we've put a bunch of things on the table, but now like, yes. what are the corrective? Let, let's put Mormonism on like a personal progress. So start, first off, plan, we start with right? we start with we got to start from scratch, like Heidi's saying. So we start with X Church, and we can bring in, and as <laughs> X Church grows, we can buy back. He is the, the prophet. The, the temple lot, the and once we buy the temple lot, then they'll just kind of like <laughs> they'll franchise. It'll all franchise. So starting with X Church, what would we do in Heidi's opinion? Because it's a very important. Oh opinion. boy. <laughs> it's a very important thing. Very important. Oh, opinion. Boy. oh man. I think that you should definitely have it to be Christ centered. And yeah, that, that's, that's the main important part. That's, that's it. Like everything hangs on the cross and then the rest should come from your heart. Right. Because nobody should be told to do anything. If God changes your heart, you should want to. Right. Does that include when you tell your kids to clean the room? My kids and their rooms are just, I'm an OCD person, so I just can't go in there. <laughs> I have been banned from the bedrooms minus once a week. <laughs> Jacob, what about you? What do you Very think we clean. need to do? What are we going to do to save the church? I, I know that the Lord knows how to clean his own house. I'm going to put in a plug for those who are wondering. Read Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verses 45 through 63, the parable of the redemption of Zion, the short version of it, how the Lord will clean house. He had a, a vineyard in a choice land, and he sent out his servants to plant the 12 olive trees, to build the hedge for protection, and put a tower in the midst to find the enemy from a far distance off. And what happened? That the servants were in the midst of starting to build the tower. They did all the other stuff, planted the trees in the hedge, but they became slothful. Isn't this a time of peace? Shouldn't the money that's supposed to go to the tower, shouldn't we just send that to the money exchangers? And while they were at variance one with another, the enemy came, broke through the hedge, scattered the watchmen and took over the vineyard. So the Lord will cleanse his own house. Those servants who are heeding the voice of the Lord, I, I anticipate, just like the Lord says in uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 101, they will be among those that the Lord says, go back. To my vineyard that has been taken over, break down the hedge, scatter their watchmen, and destroy their false tower. The Lord's in charge of it, not us. I hope to be a part of it, heeding his instructions. The Lord is definitely in charge. I agree with that. Hey. Hey, Vatican. I want, I want I, the community of Christ has that temple at the temple lot, and I want that Thomas, temple lot. You got to copy all of us and put us in there. Like right yeah. with him. Yeah. 
the prophet. I get to be at the right hand of Christ the Mickey. Uh, there you go. I get to be in the left hand path. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the comment. Perfect. Somebody said that the Genghis Khan uh, role lord. I think that's what I described. Like Genghis Khan is going to go back in and take out the those who took over the Lord's Vineyard. Maybe. Do you have any thoughts on Temple? Like Temple Lot's crazy because like we're talking about Joseph Smith getting assassinated because he was trying to do what he's talking about right there. He was going to Freemasons didn't want to build this giant city. That city was going to be super amazing. It would be more amazing than Walt Disney World's Epcot Center, right? That's basically what it was. The first Epcot Center is Zion, Nauvoo, right? And so that that was the 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 the, the war. I feel like even before the Civil War is to try to destroy Zion. It was the most important thing that the Freemasons did. They were all triple alliance trying to destroy Zion. I think I don't think you should build Zion in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, the, but Nauvoo, the original one, where in not Missouri. Jackson County either. Jackson no. County, you don't oh. think Jackson County? Why not? Because Missouri seems like hell and Eden at the it same does. time, doesn't it? it does it's like, like it's hell. like a veil and and Eden. There's oh. a veil there, and if you hmm. could save it, you could turn it right back because it could be amazing. Missouri, Missouri, I mean, could be amazing. If you make Missouri amazing, I'm that's why so I think impressed. that's why Joseph Smith's work only the Lord can do. See what I'm saying? That. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Also, they have 10 gigabit, 10, 10 gigabit fiber, dark fiber. Oh, yes. oh he's yeah. already checked into this. He's, yeah. He's Emerald City. Sure. You know who else? The Emerald City. It's Wizard of Oz. Like, there's a reason why yeah. Missouri matters, right? Well, it could be. Or it could just be Missouri. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird place. I have to ask it too, is, is there room for transubstantiation in X Church and Mormonism? Or is that like yeah, a like a no-no? Transubstantiation is cool with X Church. What about what do you think, Heidi? Oh man, I don't know. You know, the real question here is: Are snacks okay? Very just. (laughs) The thing about I mean, why not? Here's how I would do it. So I'm not into the sacrificial blood atonement ritual. I would probably scrap that, but I would keep the idea that you don't need to perform animal or human sacrifices through through through. Transubstantiation. I would use rice. Cake, you would like you the would Vedas. still do the sacrament, but you just wouldn't do. Yeah, well, because yeah, the, I mean, okay. it's the most important thing Christ did, yeah, right? It was the Passover. He's like, look, I'm about to die. Remember why we're friends. Mm-hmm. But I probably right. wouldn't use it as like. Um, I, I wouldn't body. use it. I mean, it's his body, but the body in a different. way. I wouldn't use it to say. I don't really like the idea of of your sins are forgiven because of the blood sacrifice. I don't know. I've never really liked that part. I feel like that's yeah. Paul's cap out. It's Paul murdered so many people. He's like, look, here's how it's going to work. He's We're gonna like, I need some help it. here. No. Because like, then the Catholic Church became cannibals, right? They had like uh, Arconic Eucharist, which was beyond transubstantiation. It was using human blood to transubstantiate oh angels fallen angel and angel blood right no so, I, I, mean, be- I totally believe in yeah all of that th- those are the, those are the, those are the reasons why I, I can vibe with the apostasy and needing to like clean house and help with it a bit do you think that was off menu <laughs> yeah no i feel like that's like the that's yeah it's like cocaine whale at like yeah. the sushi place. Filipino blood I mean, <laughs> yeah it's the it's the gold juice i mean it's plasma right Right. There's a, there's always uh, going to be that small group of priests that are doing that. Mickey tastes like chicken. Body of Mickey. Body of Mickey. Yeah, no kidding. So oh I feel like we're we're on the way to solving and fixing Mormonism, but Heidi, are 
Yes. How far are we at 4,999, negative 4,999 yeah. yet? Are we still at negative 5,000 in terms of Mormonism? I, I still am negative 5,000 on the Book of Mormon, but I happen to really respect these guys' opinions. So. <laughs> I, I do. We I, I actually love... I, I love like the way your outlook is on it still, despite like we can disagree and agree still, you know, because it's all about Jesus for all of us. And that's all that really matters to me. Beyond beyond the Book of Mormon being like true or false, though, like you seem to like the idea against secret combinations. You like that it says you shouldn't be in Freemasonic secret societies. You like that part of it, right? It's not in that's not in the Bible. I feel like if Freemasons want to be Freemasons, they go do that. But it shouldn't have anything to do with church, right? Well, the, like, but the, the Book of Mormon says yeah. Freemason secret combinations are dangerous yes. for our society. Do you agree? Right. With that? I, I would not. Yes, I would not do an oath to anything or any well, anyone. I mean, don't you think it's kind of useful then, even just that it says that? Like, what are what are the things in the Book of Mormon that you're like, yeah, I don't think I want to practice that one. You know. I mean, I think excluding, excluding made, doctrines and covenants, just Book of Mormon. Okay, well, that's the bulk of it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just feel yeah, hit, the, hit the Book of Mormon. Is there something that you would point to in the Book of Mormon and say, Jacob, you got to abandon that? Dude, <laughs> Nephi getting I drunk. Mean, in most the of it's in the Doctrine and Covenants. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, Doctrine and Covenants. I agree with you. I, we all agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of it is in there. But I just often wonder, like I said, where the book came from. That's more my, yeah. like, the ceremonies, but if you get rid of the ceremonies, then we're maybe not worshiping Abraxas anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, those ceremonies. Well, then you've lost me, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm no longer coming. You have to have five well, fingers to even do the token, to. Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do it. Oh man, we need another character. We need character with five fingers. I, I, I also see too idea, shaggy. The idea of um of the Book of Mormon being useful despite its origin point i think that's also one of the like dan vogel's point that this came out at a time where it affected everybody i don't see it saying you know the white and delightsome thing even right there's a part that was there Brigham. yeah yeah so it's like i have a hard time finding like the book of mormon Kimball, to be the problem Brigham. with mormonism yeah. so you know yeah Definitely the oaths, the swearing oaths and the things, uh, honestly, even Mormonism itself, I'm unoffended if they would just be honest. Like I thought my square and compass on my boobs were darts for sewing because that's how much they don't tell you. Like I have no idea. And so I just think they need to be more honest. Like I've told Thomas before, like he knows what he's doing when he goes and does his stuff. They are forthright and you know what you're doing. If you go sign up for any club or whatever, they're going to tell you stuff like, oh, you have to do this, this and this to get in our club. That's how it should be. Like, and if mainstream Mormonism wants to do that, like, I don't care, but stop lying to people and telling them that we got to go do these weird things at the curtain to get to heaven. That's like, Jacob's. Please. That's Jacob's point, and so that's also yep. why I, why I yep. think it's interesting. This idea that you really how how convinced are you that because it's just I don't know. It's not really. It's not a reasonable question to ask you. But looking yeah, at I'm, Free, I'm very at open. You realize well, this, yeah. But looking at Freemasonry and Mormonism and the Book of Mormon, it seems like yeah. from the Book of Mormon saying you should not do these things to mm-hmm. Joseph Smith being murdered and then yeah. all of a sudden moving to Utah and then them doing those things, all the things yeah. that oh. there's something that changed right it feels like there's a change mm-hmm. there right? it's not right. it seems to me that that you were living in a post freemasonic takeover of the temples that they built they do have they magical underwear 
No, he asked we don't want those. And that's in yes, they they're are. not sexy. No, but they did sexy. switch to Modal, which my is a goodness. bamboo fiber. Do I have to put them on and just flex? Oh my god! I I With had you. them, and for girls, it's, they are not sexy. You said they were sheer, right? Sheer is they inherently can be, sexy, is it not? I think a lot of people Grandma, are into it's like it. Granny I just wanna... sexy? It could be Granny sexy. We don't kink shame on this show. I don't care I drink where yeah. you came from. But That's all I'm going to say. I drink postum just like Granny. We have to have coffee if I'm coming to your <laughs> church. For God's sake, we cannot not have coffee. No. <laughs> all right, you can have coffee. No, that's fine. Oh, you can have beer and coffee, and like we can like sell it beer. like Brigham Young did. You know, that's yeah. the way. Yeah. And then they named it Paleo. I'm a big. Right I'm going to do it now. I'm drinking the hop oh, seltzer water. Lord. This is basically the antichrist no. of beer. Oh my goodness! Hey, it's it's I've, not beer. It's alcohol free. This is literally just a uh, seltzer water that's been soaked in the hops plant. There's no calories or. They liquid. now need no, to that count as Andreas Azurdis. <laughs> this is this words of wisdom right here. Try it. That's all I'm saying. You know, now, but now we don't need the words of wisdom, right? No, my words of wisdom, not that uh, one. I'll tell you actually, what. those words of wisdom are actually, if you ever read them, they don't say anything about any no, of the things that you're banned. It just yeah. says hot drinks, and it also says that the herbs are good for you. So if you really follow the word of wisdom, there should be a lot more stoner Mormons. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Somebody's <laughs> putting in the comment that beard, Jacob, and I have to say, it is not real. This is how I hide from the feds. <laughs> don't look to your left <laughs> i i have since had to learn how to drink a beer and since i have so little experience with alcohol <laughs> if i'm on an empty stomach it only takes one tall boy and i'm oh. done for the evening right yeah that's good i'm not a big i'm not a big drinker actually um i'm actually i have i am very like i like to have all of it controlled but all that's your just me. about you so, yeah. so many of the things about being a Mormon are to abstain from things that you would use in like a magical ritual, like hallucinogens or drugs or alcohol, oh, even, even dieting. Right. Oh, <laughs> Thanks man. Ouch. I'll be all right. I'm pretty sure I think I can, <laughs> I can handle a dose like, of estrogen probably. You're like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to ask atrazine in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, are you California, sure that you I mean, weren't just like not paying attention the day that they told you sorry. what the little square and compass was for? Oh, yeah. No, I'm certain. No, they don't tell us, do they, Jacob? They don't tell you about that. It is definitely a part of the endowment to where uh, one is uh, the compass, an undeviating course leading in the in the path of righteousness. Uh, the uh, square is a perfect rectitude. So, no, it's uh, specifically a part of the LDS endowment. Yes, yeah, so you don't learn it until you're going through it. It's like you're at yeah, the wedding. Until you're there. You're already yeah. there. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and, and, and it, it is not explained outside of the LDS endowment setting. Nope. And you're is, just is, confused. Is there a part of the ceremony when the, the endowment ceremony where they're just like, Mormon says what? Dumb, dumb Mormon says what? <laughs> Pretty sort much. of. They're like, is this, they say, is, what is this? Is this a sign? It is. It, like, because, well, yeah. I still got to send those videos to you. <laughs> oh yes, gosh. please. Yes, I got to remember that. Is, when, and there, oh. I heard there was another one too, where they basically say that like you can't get in, you can't get into COBOL, or you can't get your own planet if your hand is bigger than your face, and then you put <laughs> your hand over your face, <laughs> and then someone slaps it, no. and then it's like. Mm -hmm. It's Except cool like when they set, that's how they set Galactica. your tattoo in. They do the same, right? <laughs> that's how you set that in. 
<laughs> you flip Kolob and Cobalt from Battlestar Galactica, but otherwise That's it's pretty what close. It is. That's yeah. what it is. When the time yeah. comes, I am willing to sing y'all a song a cappella. I think last time I tried Uh-oh. to pull up hard, the audio. Was- <laughs> All right. Was the, was the audio decent enough when I tried yeah, to pull up? He's got a guitar. You know, it's not just uh-huh. a cappella. You tell me when because I'll give you one. And like Thomas is in charge. I'm fi- Thomas. You are in charge. I'm yeah, just yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> give it to you. Give me. You have a gu- you have a guitar? Yes, I got. Do I have? Yes. A guitar? I'll turn around the camera and show you the wall o guitars. It's like John the Baptist oh, with a guitar right now. Give me, give me 30 seconds while I go grab the acoustic that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to ask those inside of the chat. You've got your you've got your choice of come o thou king of kings or high on the mountaintop. High on the mountaintop. <laughs> Oh, without um, King of Kings. I'm going to be looking for it in the chat. I'll be right back. What do, you, what do you think, Heidi? King of Kings or Mountaintop? Uh, Mountaintop, I bet. Really? Okay. They're going to... Oh, Freebird. Oh, yeah. yeah. The chat has spoken. It's oh, going to be... The chat Freebird. has spoken. That's what's that's, up. That's we're what's not going to use up. democracy in next church. We'll be very careful about that. <laughs> You're like, none of that. We got to put them in a little very, box. Very uh, there's... They, the people have spoken. <laughs> it's going to have to be Freebird, unfortunately. <laughs> Freebird! More than one person put in Freebird. They're they're actually both me. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the best form of democracy. Now I like it again. It's like Sodom yeah. and democracy. There you go. And goodbye. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <that's> me. <laughs> Come, O thou King of Kings, we've waited long for thee. With healing in his wings, to set thy people free. Come, thou desire of nations, come, let Israel now be gathered Make an end to sin and cleanse the earth by fire, and righteousness bring in that saints may tune the lyre with songs of joy. A happy strain to welcome in thy peaceful reign. Hosanna's now shall sound from all the ransomed throng, and glory echo round a new triumphal song. The wide expanse, the heavens fill with anthems sweet from Zion's hill. And there's seven more verses, but that's all you're going to get. <laughs> Way better than that organ. Gotta say. Jeez, Louise, Definitely. Some of, some of that stuff gets boring. Like, I know a lot of these songs were meant to be strummed on the guitar. Not some grandma in the last years of her yeah. life pressing a button on the organ. Sure, man. No, well, no, okay. there's wrong with that. And you know what? Rock on, X- Jacob. Did you X- see? Church, X Church will be oh, using uh, <laughs> your music as well as Colabite. And we have a bunch of cool ladder wave and uh, Saint Tronica that you'll be listening to. You can get Saint Hop as well. But, um, and you know, <laughs> Heidi, just so you know, like 
yeah. it's one of those things. It's kind of like Mormonism. You don't have to decide now. Like if you die and you decide, <laughs> I have a planet waiting for you and just don't worry about it. So Andreas, cool. are you going to baptize me when I'm dead? Dude. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> we got to come up with virtual like, baptisms. Uh, that's, the, that's the way virtual baptisms is going to be fine. That's, what's that's up. the yeah. slippery slope. Oh, man. <laughs> you better believe. Thomas, have you had fun tonight? <laughs> uh, I have. I honestly, I I like this more, where I can just kind of like click on funny comments and show it, and like <laughs> he likes to pretend he's just watching a show, but he likes to make the show he's watching. It's one of the yeah, well, I like it's it. the same philosophy with AI music, right? Yeah. Like I just want to listen to like my own little creation. And you know what? You guys are very well behaved, though. I've been on a million uh. different podcasts at this point where. Uh, people aren't as well behaved. So they didn't spit thank you or all. curse. It's amazing. And I sometimes I think I might have. On. That's very great. Very good on you, Heidi. This is the first uh, time that Heidi's kept their clothes on in a full show. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> everyone. I'm sorry. I disappointed. She keeps trying to show the Mormon underwear, but we made join, a deal join the Patreon. Sure. It's all on the Patreon. <laughs> it's limited. He's gonna get a million Patreons now. <laughs> just kidding. So I I would like to go around the room and just let everyone tell everyone where they can find you so we'll start with Heidi I'm Heidi Love I'm at the Unfiltered Rise I'm everywhere podcasts are served I do have a Patreon at Unfiltered Rise and we do little extras and all the fun things there and we also do a little bit of conspiracy so not just God talk but mostly God talk (laughs) All right, and then uh, the new entry here my, my new best friend Jacob Thank you, Thomas. I'm Jacob Isbell. You'll find me if you go to YouTube, type in type in Disciple of Christ. You'll see a dude that looks like me doing interviews about people's spiritual journeys. And if you type in Midnight Mormons, Jacob Isbell, you'll see me having some feisty debates with uh, mainstream Mormon millennials. And you can look me up on Facebook. I accept friend requests, but I'll ask you to what do I owe the pleasure of your friend request? April 6th, General Conference Weekend, I will be wrestling Jacob Hansen. Based. So based. Gloriously based. We'll be there. I will. You coming? You guys, I'll come. I'm serious. Uh, yeah, we're all going. And you we're know going. me. You know me. Everybody knows me. Bring your hops one, water. Go to <laughs> www.andreas.me if you, if you don't know me. But also, uh, if you're watching this on my channel, you know, make sure you go to Paranoid American Stream because I'm really swap streaming Paranoid American Stream. Paranoid American, we do a show every Tuesday, Sync Tank, which is amazing. And uh, so you'll want to come on my channel and watch the Sync Tanks on Tuesdays. But beyond the Exertus, Paranoid American is doing a lot of amazing content himself. So make sure you go check out that as well. And yeah, <laughs> April Gen Con, come to Utah and let's watch Jacob Isbell throw down the magic underpants. Yeah, throwing magic <laughs> underpants. That's what I want. I want you to give him a wedgie with his magic underpants. It's going to be glorious. Oh, we've got a soundboard? How did you only break the soundboard out at the very end? <laughs> it's plotting from the background. <laughs> and, oh, uh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Tomorrow I'm doing a thing with a QAnon shaman. And uh, Jacob will also be there, I think. And maybe a Paranoid American, you're there, right? So, cool. I would love to. I, yeah, I need to get. I need to go out and get some face paint. Okay. And we'll do some more, we'll do some more stuff soon, Heidi, because God bless you. All right. You. Yes, yes, so let's do it. You're gonna get yeah. a planet. Everyone's gonna get a ticket under your seat. There's a planet for everyone. You get a planet, and you get a planet, and you get a planet. 
I'm gonna. It's, it's gonna be pretty go. fast, you know, because you got to become a planet. I didn't want to say uh, that part. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you you have to bring your own planet with you, and it's yeah. more of like a ceremonial thing where they like give it back to you in front of an audience. But you had to have it already, which kind of sucks. Okay. Yeah, and Wizard of Oz. Then you get the planetary version of Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> well uh, thank everyone again for coming this was awesome we we will fix it eventually we might not have fixed mormonism tonight but we will fix it by the end of the year we're way I close guarantee everybody so close. or your money back <laughs> yeah there you go so, thank you everyone i'll play us out with thank you, thank the you. Best commercial that you'll see oh and then yeah, go check out Heidi's new show her new awesome logo who did that that was awesome oh that's uh, you <laughs> I love you guys all uh, much love night. much love everyone weekend. bye see ya when all Americans stickers cryptids cults and killers killers seek out all your favorite conspiracies all the land and more on a sticky sheets there are no American stickers they'll make you smile and snicker false flags and secret society all of these and more on a sticky sheets Explore the unique with Paranoid American sticker sheets. Unearth tales of cryptids, cults, and mysteries through each sticker. These won't last long. Get yours now at ParanoidAmerican.com. With all American stickers, cryptids, cults, and killers, killers. We got all your favorite conspiracies. All of that and more on our sticker sheets. Paranoid American stickers. What the heck are you waiting for? Discover the extraordinary with paranoid American sticker sheets. From cryptids in the night to cults out of sight, each sticker is a unique find. Get yours now at paranoidamerican.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.